You walk onto the set and it's your first time. All eyes are on you. And I have to say, name's Bond, James Bond. Name's Bond, James Bond. <sighs> Those fears. You didn't want to screw it up. My name is Bond. James Bond. Roger would come in and Sean would come into my mind. My name is James Bond. In the end, I didn't fight them. I just let them in. And I just thought, well, it's balls to the wall, really. Just say it and own it as much as you can. My name is Bond. James, James Bond. Everybody, uh, welcome to uh, I think you'd be into it, the podcast about your problematic faves. Uh, I'm your host Brandon Beck. I'm your other host Beth Scorzato. I'm sorry, you do this to me a lot. Just like sing that. Yeah, it's, it's fine. Yeah, I do. Because usually you're like locked and loaded, loaded and ready to just fucking like roast me uh, for whatever dumb bit I did. And this time you were just like, eh, it's I'll, fine. It I'll, res- I'll respond when I get to it. It happens. We're not on the air. We are on the air. I'm just I'm, uh, drinking this coffee. You're uh, you. Y'all are so cute. <laughs> Thanks. So cute together. Yeah. Um. Sorry we've been away for the a little. The roast is in my eyes. That is true. Uh, sorry we've been away for a little while, everybody. Um, we've just had a bunch of shit going on. Um, Beth has been working on like a million shows, all of which there is no time. Only Tech Week. Yeah, literally, I keep waking up. I'm like, what day is it? I don't know. It's been Tech Week for three weeks. <laughs> yep. I'll I'll come home, and then she'll get home at like four in the morning and be like, hey, I got to be back up at eight. Um, I'll see you eventually. So this is actually like the longest conversation we've had <laughs> in a good little while. And we're going to ruin it with a guest. Hi, Walt. Oh, hi. Hey, you want to introduce our guest? Sure. Go for it. Our guest today is Walt Gray. We're going to talk about James Bond. What up, Walt? What you up? Introduce yourself. Gray. Walt Gray. There you go. Yes. On whose side? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yours today. Uh, well, I'm thank very you for, excited. Thank you for joining us on the program today. Thank you for having It is an honor to be here. Uh, it's a lot of fun. I wouldn't Thank use you. that word, but that... Well, we just started. <laughs> honor is a strong word. Yeah, honor. It might change at the... Uh, honor is a strong I word. I listen to the other podcasts. It's, yeah. it's super dorky and right up my alley. And no, um, he listens to I, it, guys. Somebody really, else listens to this. It's not just you, Mom. I've been telling people on the <laughs> East Coast to uh, subscribe, not just so they can check in with my episode, but so they sure. can check in on all the other stuff. Perfect. And, you're, um, you're doing a lot more promotion for this show than I am. I'm trying, man. I'm trying. <laughs> Um, so thank you for having me. We appreciate I'm excited. you. Excited. Appreciate well, you guys. Tell us a little bit about yourself. From the East Coast originally, Western Pennsylvania. Um, cool. Moved out here 2008 to go to school at UCLA, get my master's in acting. Decided to stay and do some acting, and that's what I've been doing. And I, uh, my day job is I'm key set production assistant for Sony oh. on their motion capture stage for most of the Sony PlayStation video games. Oh. 
God of War coming out April 20th. little plug there. Make sure you guys pick up a copy. And uh, Spider-Man later this year, I believe, and some that other stuff. God, that Spider-Man game looks so dope. Yeah, I haven't played any of it. I've only helped, um, you know, shoot it on the stage. And, sure. And um, from friends in Mar- that work in Marvel say it's it's really something else. It's going to be amazing. That's... I the Cannot only, wait. The only thing I wish they would bring back from the old Spider-Man games is still have Bruce Campbell Bruce do Campbell the tutorials. Bruce Campbell do the tutorials. I remember that Which from the, two. The best part of, of that... He, I think so he was in good. The, the first one as well. He might have. I didn't play the first one. I only okay. played Spider Man Two, which I remember fondly of just such a fun game. Oh, it's such. A, it's a. It's it's a great game, and like the the Bruce Campbell jokes changed across consoles. <laughs> like I played it on N sixty four, and then I played the PlayStation version, and his jokes are different. That's fun. It's like, all right, I don't know who that's for. Yeah, but like it was for you specifically. <laughs> it was just you for noticed? You, yes, for yeah. for me and for like Sam Raimi, I guess. I love it. Um, so awesome. So before we get into today's topic, yes. why don't we talk about something that we've been into at the moment? Don't worry, I'll go first. Please. Um, I have been... Okay, so back in high school, I was a total jam band kid. Mm-hmm. As opposed to now when you're not? I'm sorry. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, I... I saw like every shitty third tier jam band that came through. Yeah, we are. Hell yeah, we're about to talk about Mo. Mo. We are about to talk about Mo on the podcast. What what is Mo? Mo jam band. Right. Mo is that's it. That's all you need to know. Oh, okay. Mo is a jam band uh, that has more marimbas than you would think. Um, they're from Albany, I think. Uh, they've been around like God, nearly thirty years, and when you think like jam band sound like that sort of just like lots of congos and that sort of like you know 90s style groove i'm into it that's what mo is okay like it's they're, they land somewhere between like fish and dmb yeah i'm not mad at that they're they're i'd say they're definitely closer to, to dmb they don't have the like there's no mo song that's a 16 minute composition in seven four okay you know but like there's a lot of a lot of good, lot but of good there's a lot groups. of good musicality and there's a lot of good jams. I'm supporting Mo <laughs> on this show. I there you go. Sh- God, I was I, I was listening to their. It's just been all we've heard for weeks in I, this house. I was listening to their first studio album, No Doy, because it came out in 1998. And what else are you gonna call it? Right. Um, and the record finished, and Beth went, "Oh no, I liked that Mo." Oh, there we go. But, like, I very much like, like, 90s shit. Yeah. Much more than yeah. you. Oh, totally. That's what I said. Like, it's a lot more, that's kind of, like, more in my wheelhouse of, like, 90s. Like, I'm really into, like, a good, like, rusted root or toad the, the wet sprocket. Oh, yeah. Whereas, like, you're just, your 90s shit is, like, they might be giants, which is different. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like, like uh, none of the bands I liked would be performing at the Acoustic Hookah Festival. Uh, which Several was, that I liked might be. <laughs> that's That's true. Um, anyway, please move on. Well, the, the last thing I want to say is uh, because they are, they are a jam band, um, I told Beth at one point the, that the name of a song was Rebubula, and her Rebubula. response was just, it's, hold on, it's called what? And I was like, Rebubula, a.k.a. The Bubbers, <laughs> a.k.a. Big Bubs. And uh, I listened to an hour-long one at work, and uh, I'm legit surprised I'm still married sometimes. Well, you were at work. That's that's true. 
All right, I'm done talking I, about. Mo. I have added Mo to my Spotify. I'm Good. excited go. for the We're, drive home. The I'll 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 tell you where to start. Okay. Good. Oh Thank God. you. Well, do you have a thing you're into this week? Oh, wait, hold on. I'm going to play a Mo clip right now. Go. No. Here it is. I'm assuming fantastic. It was not. That was a sick, that was a that was a that was a sick bubbers. That was I got to tell you, bubbers. We definitely didn't play because we don't want to get sued. Continue. Oh no, there was 18 um, minutes of it, but because it's a 54 minute bubbers, it still falls under fair use. That's a long time. It's percentages, yeah. Okay. Oh um, that th- percent. Don't tweet at us. We know we're bad at math, and that was wrong. <laughs> I'm. I don't know these people that well. Um. I. No. This week, I'm. I've been. I have a stack of video games that I'm trying to. You can tell I'm not working a lot recently because I'm like, oh, my video games. I'm uh, currently trudging through The Evil Within, the first one, which came out years ago. The second one just got released. Which one is that? It's um, a very all over the place. Um, there's a detective that goes into an insane asylum with his partners. And there's this guy that has mind control powers that... I'm three-fourths of the way through the game, I'm pretty sure, and I still don't know exactly what's going on. But sure. it's a bunch of set pieces with these scary kind of pyramid-head-like figures that kind of come after you. And they all uh-huh. have a backstory, but I'm still learning what it is. It's very sure. Japanese horror, some of it, which I love. And it's very uh, Resident Evil 4-type feel. And it, it's it's I'm enjoying it. I played the demo when it first came out, and I was not impressed. But now sure. that I'm actually... It was on sale, and I got it on PS4. It's actually... I'm into it now, and I'm almost finished with it. I think. Hard pass. Well, it's yeah. it's pub- well, no, it's not published by Bethesda, but it's not developed by Bethesda. So. Right. Okay, that's probably why. I've so heard probably. It. But it's probably um, has significantly less bugs. Could be. I'm not, but it's from this. The sequel just came out, and yeah. I thought, you know what? I really, I, I like survival horror. I like that kind of you know third person shooter stuff. Oh yeah, it's super Japanese. And, yeah. Do you have to have played the first one to play the second one? Is it one of those, or is I it... don't know because I haven't played the second. Oh, one fair yet, enough. But I'm, I'm going in order. I mean, if you want to know something about me and how I operate with storytelling Please. and video games, when I first got a PS3, I think Uncharted Three was coming out. Okay, and I had to get one and two, and sure. play those first. And I'm glad I did because thankfully, because that series is just so. I think uh, well, well scripted and, and well acted, and so much fun to play. Is that Naughty Dog? It is Naughty Dog. Okay. Yes. It is, in fact, a direct sequel. 
Okay. There you go. Three All right. years after the event of the first game. Good to know. See, mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm playing it. Um, I just been kind of jumping around. I still got to play Shadow of War. Um, Shadow of Wardor. Wardor. Shadow of Wardor, which was actually my first mocap gig ever. Oh, really? Um, for were, like a day, were, it was were a lot you, of fun. Were you Mordor or were you? I or I were was. Were you the Shadow? Were you I the was, Wardor? I well, I can say it's it's out, so I guess I can talk about it. I was only it was one day, and I was um, the third uh, Gondorian from the left. I think in one scene, I just okay. held a sword and looked like I belonged in Gondor, and then. And another one, I think I was an orc for a second. And then another one, I was a... I had one line, and it was, my lady. And I don't know if it's still in the game, because sure. I haven't played it. It's probably like 60 hours of gameplay. I just haven't gotten into it yet. Yeah, that that, but that game was a lot. To... I played for I played one, Shadow of Mordor, and I finally beat it. And I'm a, I'm a completionist whore. I have Ooh. to... Which is, with GTA and things like that, I, eventually I'm just like, okay, this is... I don't need to find all the hidden packages and yeah. graffiti or whatever i'm i'm good but you know that happens with me where like i'll put like 60 hours into a game yeah but a lot of it will be like just doing side quests mm-hmm. to like make the story last longer yeah but then it gets to the point where it just feels like i'm running errands yeah so i never exactly. actually finish exactly so yeah it's it can get repetitive I'm well known for not finishing games there's like that's like the thing i'm like pretty like there are many many games that i have played like three quarters of or gotten to the final boss and just not finished yeah i have i mean and this is time consuming i have gotten like seven eighths of the way through chrono trigger two Mm. separate times and just not finished it i've done that with some games it it depends it doesn't and that they they deal with that all the time it's just keeping the pokemon is the only game i've ever finished more than once there you go. I, uh, Different versions. Yeah, I, I play the first disc of Final Fantasy VII every couple years, and I always fully intend to play the rest of it. But well, in ten so years, big. when the remake comes out, you can uh... when part one of the, when part one of the remake comes out. Ah, <laughs> uh, silly. That's there's some uh, great James Bond video games. There's some terrible James Bond video games. I feel like there's we can get to that later. A great James Bond video game. We'll we'll we'll. I'm sure it'll come oh, up we'll again. Oh, we'll cover it. What are you What are you into? Exactly. What, was that two it? Just... teens? <laughs> Sorry. I needed to make a point. Were you just in sleep? Is that what you're into this week? Did you God, I'm into sleep every week. Right. Like I said, there's a lot of there's been a lot of tech week. Uh, yeah. I've worked like three or four back to back shows, so uh, I'm kind of dying. Uh, I wish they paid better. Keep drinking the lots of water. Story of L.A. Actually, yes. I did get dehydrated after Inkfest. Um, I did nothing but like move furniture and drink yeah. coffee for three days, and then mm-hmm. I got like really dehydrated and couldn't feel my arms. For that um, whole weekend, yeah. I couldn't feel my arms on like Monday and Tuesday. It was a problem. Um, I'm glad you're okay now. Yeah, I'm okay now. I still, you know, wish theater paid better. Of course. What am I yeah, into? We this were, don't we were a pair that weekend between her being dehydrated and me having like just gotten out of the hospital. Sick. Oh yeah, yeah, he was in the hospital. He's oh, okay, yeah. guys. Yeah, he's yeah. fine. No, he's. That's another reason it took a while. It was I'm, just I'm like a, a really fun like little thing to add into the middle of everything. Yep. Um I, for, I forgot to eat my colon blow, and uh, it yeah. just uh, <laughs> diverticulitis yeah. is no joke, kids. God. Yeah. No, um, what am I, I mean, I spent, I had one day, I had one glorious day off yesterday, I spent the whole day, uh, watching, uh, illegal streams of Great British Bake Off, um, Mm -hmm. which we've done an episode of, so you guys know how much I love that. It was the new one with Noel Fielding, and, and, uh, he's a crazy person, and in episode, I don't want to, like, I mean, I'm gonna get yelled at for spoiling Great British Bake Off, but whatever, because it hasn't come to America. All I can say is that in episode one, uh, fucking paul hollywood turns into a goddamn chaos wizard and just he's just 
fucking spreading chaos everywhere. It's insanity. Well, and also, I feel like it's not really a spoiler to say, Noel arrives via hot air balloon. He does. It happens in the first second of the thing. He yeah. arrives via hot air balloon, and I was like, what the fuck? In like, with, like, this steampunk goggles. And he does. I lost it. But yeah, we got we just we just smoked weed and watched Great British Bake Off all day. It was great. I said before, that's a great day. And oh, that was yeah. that was my one day off. And I was just like, I'm not doing anything else. I can't. Perfect. Nice. So, of course, I have stuff to do after this because I didn't do it yesterday. But is it go right a hot air balloon with no feeling? It is not. It's some proofreading. And then I have rehearsal again. The end. I'm gonna go write a hot air balloon. But anyway, I I continue to be into Great British Bake Off even with the new hosts, even though I was salty about it on a previous episode. Yeah, I I, I feel like I the two of them are never like gonna I'm be. Okay with it. I feel like the two of them are never gonna be Mel and Sue. Oh, they're not. But, but. they're very they're not focused on as much as Mel and Sue were. But sure. like no feeling will just like appear in the background of things, just like doing shit, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> He like breaks a cut. He like is just like walking around like playing drums on things on the set at a certain point, and then like shatters a teacup and like looks around and like runs away. <laughs> that was like, what is happening. I saw him live a couple years ago with a friend of ours, and that's all the show was. He just walked around playing drums on things and shattered a teacup and ran away. Yeah, and like every time he the like ready set, he always does it in what I refer to as his fantasy man voice, so it kills me. Fantasy man. Fantasy yeah, he's man. always like bake, bake. Yeah. That's it's great. That's anyway, that's what I'm into awesome. this week. Love it. So with all that out of the way, uh, let's <laughs> let's just speaking oh, of the Brits. Also, really into this rain. Side note: it's been raining in LA a yeah, little bit, and it's, it's been great. Wonderful. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, monsoon happening right now. If if you've never been in LA and like, listen, sorry for people who had to evacuate and that the ground is not equipped for rain here. But oh, yeah. outside of that, if you like rain, it's very exciting. Yes. Yeah, just just go listen to Loudon Wainwright's Gray in L.A. and just like drive around for an afternoon, and you'll 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 figure some shit out about mm. yourself and the world. Like the thing that. you'll figure out about the world is that people in L.A. don't understand that they need to put their headlights on when it's raining and also use their blinkers. Nope. There's a lot of things drivers in L.A. don't understand, but that's okay. Like four-way stops. Drives me crazy because I can't. They don't have their headlights on, and they have a gray-ass car, and then I can't see them when I go to merge. We could. We could. That's it. I can fill two two podcasts complaining about LA drivers. We all, all three of us could. I'm sure. We should should do a spinoff called "Not Into It." (laughs) (laughs) Not into it. LA drivers. That's just like us, us bitching. (laughs) So on to the topic at hand. Yes. Let's just get right the fuck into it. Love it. Roger Moore. I'm ready. Roger Moore is the best James Bond. Roger Moore is the best James Bond. You're wrong. Roger Moore is the best James Bond. Why? This is, this is why we have. This is why we almost didn't get married. Oh, okay. This is not true. We oh, we would have right. gotten married anyway, but it's sure. been a point of contention for ten years. So that's love. Roger Moore is the best James Bond. He hadn't even seen most of the Bond movies when we first started dating. Mm-hmm. Um, I had not. No. I mm-hmm. made him watch them, and then we've been in a fight ever since. Roger Moore is the best Bond. Okay. Um, because he's he's charming mm-hmm. and hilarious. Mm-hmm. Never looks comfortable kissing a woman. <laughs> Never looks comfortable fighting someone. <laughs> Uh, looks way older than every Bond girl. Um, for the most part, yeah. I just think he's delightful, and there, there's, there's something about him that I find way more charming than Connery, who mm-hmm. like makes me feel kind of uneasy. Like he's great, but like all of his movies feel a little rapey. Oh yeah. Okay. First off, every James Bond movie is a little rapey. That's true. <laughs> that is very true. At least, at least everything like pre '80s is very rapey. Yup, for the most part, yes. Um, Unfortunately, 
So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's a little due to Ian Flemine. Yes, that is true. That is totally how you say his name. Yes. Yep. Um, Beth, who's your who's your favorite Bond? My favorite is my favorite's Connery. Mm-hmm. My favorite's Connery, and I part of it I think, for sure for me, part of it is just that it's you know he's he's iconic. He's he is James Bond. You know mm-hmm. he's the iconic James Bond. It's based on him. He's fucking smarmy as fuck. Mm-hmm. He does look comfortable kissing a woman, which That's I true. think is part of the like suaveness of being the secret agent. You know he. I mean, he looks as comfortable fighting any somebody as anybody. In, all those fights were really choreographed very stuntedly, so oh, it's totally. kind of hard to yeah, see. But, like, he was the, like, iconic, smarmy's 60s Cold War spy. Yeah. Who's, like, kind of a brute and kind of... And kind of an asshole and, like, maybe has some problems but gets... I don't know. I he's my... I He's, he's iconic and there's... I don't dislike Roger Moore. He's... You're just wrong. No, that's I, I. I get you. I understand. You're 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 like way wrong, but I I, I see where you're coming from, Walter. <laughs> Neither of you are gonna like this. Um, if you say Dalton. Well, <laughs> I have. It, by the way, it is Timothy Dalton's birthday. Oh, today. So Happy how birthday, how appropriate there that we are. Yes. Uh, you mean Grandpappy Time Lord? Yes, Grandpappy Time Grandpappy Lord. Time Lord, and uh, that's yeah. all I can think of him as whenever I. I just want to imagine him doing James Bond in the collar in yeah, the that fucking Doctor Who collar. Giant dumb hat. <laughs> There's a theory that that Bond is a Time Lord because he's changed his visage yeah. so many times. Yeah, which I mean that's not true, but really I can work, see people making that jump. Yes, exactly. I understand right, so no. the like it's a code name theory a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I yeah. can see that, which is However, fine as well. Yeah. What is yours? I don't have a favorite. That's okay. The problem. Yeah. The problem is it's not a pro- well. I'm very easy to please. So am I. I Usually. just also like telling Brandon he's wrong. Sure. Oh, well, you're his wife. That's yeah. your job. Yeah. Um, I we all kind of grew up, I think, right when Brosnan was like the Bond. Yes. Okay. Like '95 was Goldeneye, and that's kind of I was coming into the and earlier than that. Dad always had the tapes. Like he sure. had all the VHS tapes. TNT, TBS had the James Bond marathons all the time. That's kind of what I grew up with. And so I, I knew about Connery and Moore, who did seven movies. I mean, Moore was in a lot of yeah, them. Moore yeah, Moore was in the most of and them. And he was, you know, from the 70s uh, to the 80s, like through. Yeah, he's mid- certainly the most prolific blo- Bond. I yeah. yeah, he was very, very iconic. And I like he is like he's more of the British gentleman than totally. really any of the other Bonds, even even Lazenby. Um, but I would I would Lazenby. <laughs> Lazenby. But but through the years. I have really come to appreciate each actor, including Lazenby, and especially Dalton. I love Dalton. Sure. For the films that they were in and the times that they reflected. Mm-hmm. Uh, Craig right now, I think, is perfection. And oh, he yeah. is what we are right now. Each, each yeah, film... Yeah, each Bond, I think, reflects the period, for sure. It reflects oh, totally. the period, and, and those actors that are in it, um, I just... The transition, like... Even though Dalton, I don't, I think very unfairly, was not able to do another film. Initially, Brosnan was supposed to be in Living Daylights. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, there was a scheduling conflict with Remington Steele, as you guys probably know. And they probably heard that he was getting pegged for Bond. They're like, oh, no, 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 let's do another season. Yeah. (sighs) He tells that story in the, uh, 
There's a great documentary called. I was going to bring it up. Uh, I have it right here. So I said, don't like earlier. He, you were like, I'm so worried about having too many facts. I was like, don't no, worry. Brandon, Brandon has just got them all. all in his fucking head. It's just just yeah. facts upon facts called everything or nothing. Everything or nothing. Yeah. The untold story of 007 as director Stephen Riley. And it came out around the time of Skyfall for their 50th yeah, anniversary. Yeah. It came out with the box. You got it with the box set, right? Uh, no, but it was streaming on Netflix. Okay. It's streaming on Netflix. It's streaming on um, Amazon Prime right now. Oh, and cool. Hulu. Oh, great. My I cannot recommend thing, it enough. My favorite thing about that box set is didn't it come with like an empty slot? sleeve for you to put skyfall in it once did. you bought it yeah. yeah it came with an empty little like, i was able to wait slot. right after skyfall came out and then i was able to it was actually gifted to me so, um, oh perfect so weird thing about now specter's out so it's yeah <laughs> i actually yeah, I haven't seen skyfall or specter Ooh, i yeah. just didn't i just hadn't got i didn't get did to not it. prepare for this did you Sorry. i know i haven't seen them i i haven't seen them the thing is so the other thing i actually haven't seen a lot of the newer ones so the thing saying like oh when we were when we were younger, like those were the ones coming out. So it's been covered before on this. There's a lot of things I haven't seen. Sure. There's many, many, many things I haven't seen. There was a huge period when I was younger. We just, we didn't really go to the movies or like watch sure. a lot of TV. Yeah. So the first bond I saw, I think was like diamonds are forever. Nice. When they were doing a marathon on spike TV when yep. I was in like high school. Yeah. That's so a, like, that's a more. No, that's right? a, that's a Connery, Connery. came back oh, right. for that last one after Lazenby didn't work out. Yeah. Gotcha. So like a lot of the ones I saw, I saw aired on TV on those marathons when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. And those are the first ones I saw. Yeah. The first one I ever like saw in theaters was the, I think it was the last, I, I, I always forget. Die Another Day, I think is the last, the one with the Ice Castle and Halle Berry. Yep. Yes. yes. Die Another Day. That's the first one I saw in theaters. And then I saw... Casino Royale in theaters, which I only remember because I yelled at a teen. And <laughs> good for you. Okay. Good for okay. you. In fairness, so this kid, he's on his phone. Um, he's on his phone through like he's talking through like all the trailers and like whatever. It's annoying, but I'm not gonna like. But it's the trailers. It's and, the trailers, yeah. so I'm not gonna get that worked up about it. They start. They're in the middle of the sweet like parkour chase through the city. It's very intense. His phone rings, and he fucking answers no, it no and i turned around and went really good for you i've never seen someone hang up a phone so fucking fast oh good it actually works oh good. he was afraid of me yes i'm at that age i am so close and i you never know what's gonna happen but i'm i'm at that age where if that happens especially close to me i'm just gonna pick it up and <laughs> chuck it, it yeah. towards the exit I nearly lost my mind during a screening of Anchorman Two. <laughs> I was obviously in the room for that. Which I, I was I was very excited for. It was a small theater, there weren't that many of us in there. Yeah. And it was like Beth and I and a friend of ours and then these like four teens who did not shut the fuck up mm. for the entire movie. Oh my god. And I was so mad that I just like missed the film basically yeah they weren't talking that much they were not talking that much he Mm. was very worked up about it so i think he was very focused on every single noise they made including like rappers and like one time they knocked a can of soda over and i thought you were gonna jump out of your seat and strangle them yeah uh, I'd get worked up. Too. I mean, but, I mean like, they were for sure. They were for sure not the most polite moviegoers, but they weren't so bad that like anybody else was like, "Oh, we should get up and say something." Like it was just Brandon. <laughs> yeah. And and like all that all that being said, that movie st- still has one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life, which is when the ghost of Stonewall Jackson shows up I, uh, at the end. I have to confess, I haven't seen it yet. I tried it's to start fine. to watch yeah, it. It's fine. And uh, yeah, it's fine. Exactly. The first one is 
so much fun. That oh yeah, I just I just want more time with those characters. Yeah, they're all so great. I think but, everybody does. But yeah. Anyway, the original anyway. point was yes. I didn't see most of. Didn't see a lot of. Them. I didn't see right. most of the newer ones. Um, and I fucking love like Pierce Brosnan in general as a person. I, yeah, um, that dude. Well, but, that he, uh, quintessential cool. Oh yeah, he is. and that's the thing about the '90s Bond bullets don't they just slide off him. He yeah. also kills a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, that's the Goldeneye first time. Especially, he's spraying Russians. He really just, is. Yeah. yeah, they don't Oof. kill as many people until until the '90s. They really don't kill people that much yeah like when they mean, do it's implied a lot of women he sleeps with get killed but not by him no i i did a yeah. uh there's there's on youtube there's a couple of them you can go on and be like what's the bond kill count yeah. and it, and over 50 years and 24 movies it's in the high 300s it's like 360 yeah. something Damn. but most of those are later um, later but and sometimes there's like one i don't think it's octopussy it's one of them one of the more ones where he kills two people in the entire movie, mm-hmm. wow! I forget which one it is. And then recently, it Dal- might be um, Reliving Let Die. No, no, no. I, I would that just, does I have find it, but no, that does have my the, favorite the fucking black exploitation one. Yeah, Living Let Die. Die. Oh, okay. Let I think Die. It, I think he only kills two people in that. Well, the only, the only one I remember, aside from when he blows up Kananga at the end, right. yeah. is when he's uh fucking hang gliding onto the island yeah and just kicks the guy just off kicks the, the guy yeah. off of the thing yeah. yeah there's a guy standing on the <gasps> edge he yeah. comes up behind him and just clocks him in the yeah. head yeah he's, he's goes, gone ah. yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's hilarious yeah that's why i think it might be that because there's a lot of like implied death in that one yeah but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of him actually killing people yeah yeah he, sh- um, he shoots a couple even like and even like kanoga like that's kind of like his fault but not his fault yeah. It's different he, than like shooting someone, you know? The yeah. fucking Veruca salts him. I don't know. I fucking, <laughs> one of the reasons, I, I mean, I just, on top of mm. that, Brosnan is just like quintessential 90s cool. I also just love him as like an actor. Like, I think he's adorable. Yeah. I think he's adorable yeah. when he did, this is not, but the new one's coming out and I'm excited, but he's, when he did Mamma Mia. <laughs> He got like all of this shit for his singing. For his singing, yeah. And and he did an interview and somebody was like, So there's been a lot of like reaction to your singing. What do you think? And he this was his response, I swear to God. His response was, Well, my wife said I did all right, so I guess I did all right. <laughs> like and that was his response and I thought good that was enough adorable. For her, it's good enough for me. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, he was just like so unconsumed with like what critics said. Yeah. He was just like, Look, man, no. I went in, I did my best. My wife said I did fine, so I did fine. <laughs> yeah, he's he is in that documentary, he is yeah. so charming and he's so, so funny. Fun. And so he's like double O dad. He yeah, he's is. a little double O dad, but he was just everything you've kind of he's very aware of like, you know Like he he knows the absurdity of die another day. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't I don't remember what came next, what happened and yeah, and him explaining you know, he says like being left at the altar and and you know yeah. having been turned down once, and then that documentary too. I can't emphasize enough for the listeners at home. Uh, it is just a well-made documentary. Yeah, it's really good. I'm I like documentaries. I don't usually love them. It depends on the and granted, I'm biased to the subject matter, but I have sure. watched that four times. Oh jeez! And every time I normally hate documentaries, and I really liked it. Right? It's just well, and the, the all the music is from the films. And when they cut, you know, talking about uh, Cubby Broccoli and, and Harry Saltzman and them working together, and they, they would just intercut it with random stuff from the movies to make it look like, you know, it's them doing it. And they, they, they show that. So, they so show good. that one fucking savage clip from when Connery was on yeah. Carson. Yeah. And he said Who was the first Bond villain? Yeah. Cubby Broccoli. Yeah. And that, everyone's that, laughing. That's my Connery, apparently. And then it cuts right to Barbara Broccoli, just like. 
Yeah, that was hard. And then, well, where I lose my, I lose it every time. I start crying like a little kid Oof. when there's. I don't want to give it away because it's such a great moment in the documentary. No. But basically, there's some closure with sure. that relationship, and and Barbara Broccoli's explaining it, and she starts going, and I start going every time, even yeah. though I know it's coming. It's like a good film. You just you know it's coming, but I still get emotional and invested because I think for a lot of a lot of men and women. I like I read an article um a little while ago and I'm gonna have to find the guy. I wish I had it. I should have come prepared uh with this, but Yeah, his, you should have. I should have. His father passed away right before Skyfall, I think. Okay. My dad passed away right after Skyfall. Ah. So he was able to see Sky or before um Spectre. And there was this whole thing about how he grew up. His father loved the books. Like I've read the books. My dad introduced me to to Bond early on and it was just this kind of ultimate fantasy and sure. you know yes especially for young males but if you were aware of the misogyny in the original you know in the early yeah. especially in the 60s and know that the the author uh was an old brit yeah very racist Super. very yeah. very uh, you read some of those books and you're just like whoo yeah early films connery's just smacking yeah girls yeah. asses left and right man, man talk. talk man talk we actually man, make man jo- talk we make jokes about that a yeah lot he, say, he says no man, man talk. talk get out of here and, and then, then literally and then, shoves her out of frame and then yes. how later he fucks pussy galore straight yeah, yeah she yeah, was he, she was a lesbian and then he miraculously yeah and yeah. like the music for it as they're like quote unquote play fighting yes. is these like really romantic like harp like bring oh, every time they're like flipping yeah, so over. Weird. I mean there's it, a, some fucking gross. It's it's terrible. And but it's I mean dated. if you're aware of that and you're aware that it's dated, you can still enjoy it. And I, that's why I love you see there's this I mean we kinda got off well, this is what we do. I love this. Yeah. Um we uh, I was aware of that and dad helped me become aware of that as well that this isn't this is fantasy. This is not normal. The books are fantasy. But that's why I love about um it's two points one and especially the older i got i didn't see this as a kid you go back and you watch goldeneye and pierce brosnan and isabella i'm gonna butcher her last name scorpio i just call her scorpio um scorpolini the um uh, natalia Simnova, yeah, sure. they're in the tiger helicopter he ejects saves them they get out he does what bond has done for years he tries to like it's so awkward she gets out and he tries to like hug her and embrace sure. her and like comfort her that only bond knows how and she she fights him really it is, it is borderline a rape scene Ooh. where he's trying to and he's so suave he's so he's pierce Brosnan, and she kicks him in the shin and it's this kind of fun, oh, you know it's this fun little moment and then the russians show up to take him over to you know mishkin shows up to take him back to, to interrogate him and it's it's very awkward you watch it sure. now you're just like okay Hey, Bond, you can't do that anymore. It's kind of what yeah. I see now. And then you see, um, was, I, it was that was kind of there in Dalton. He doesn't sleep with a lot of women in one yeah. or two. Casino Royale, one of my favorite scenes, and one of uh, Daniel Craig said in interviews, one of his favorite scenes is the shower scene after they take out uh, the killers in the stairwell, and she's just like losing her mind. Yeah. And he just goes in there and comforts her. And you just see, and all the, you know, Vesper is one of the strongest Bond women you've seen over the years the Bond women having more and more of a hold on him. In the books, Bond falls in love almost every time. And yeah. he's like, I'm going to marry you. I'm going to quit MI6. I'm going to marry you. And that's what we see in Casino Royale. And that's what we saw in Inspector, where he just, he he falls hard for them every single time. He has this yeah. tough demeanor, but he's just this. And then they come back in the next one as a fembot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he says his patented catchphrase, get in my belly. Yes. It, yeah, exactly. That's, that's totally not Austin Powers at all. 
Um, but yeah, so I, the the evolution. I love going back and seeing, you know, Doctor No, and you're just like, okay, ooh. and then you see now um, just the more humanity, especially oh, yeah. with Craig. Every and everything about the early ones, especially those first couple Connery ones mm-hmm. where they had the like Ken Adam production design. Oh yeah. Like in Dr. No and oh, uh, yeah. Goldfinger. Yeah. Ken Adam, if you, if you don't know, it was a production designer. He did a bunch of the early bond movies. He All did through, Dr. through more almost. Oh really? Like, he did like the, the, the Atlantis and the spy who loved me. That's sure. all Ken Adam. And, um, yeah, it's very, very, the, in Dr. No, the, the, one of the first great sets is, is the room with the tarantula. Yeah. And you just yeah, hear yeah. Dr. No's voice and sit and he just goes and sits and it's just this great, like it makes no, the structure makes no sense oh, yeah, in, not at all. in any kind of architecture, but it's just so striking. And that was a big, he was nominated for an Oscar for production design. I want to say from Moonraker, but I could be wrong. Again, well, I'm, I'm reading the it archives is right now. It's baffling to me that Moonraker was nominated for an Oscar. Moonraker, oh well, no, I'm sorry. Moonraker was nominated for Best Visual Effects. Sure. Because when it came out, they actually asked ILM to help them, and oh, ILM yeah. asked for two percent of the. I just read this. Asked for two percent of the, um, of the of the um, you know what they were going to make back, and Cubby was like, "Fuck that." Exactly. He's like, "We need to figure out how to make this." Make it look like Star Wars was basically that was the year like the uh, um, Close Encounters came sure. out and Star Wars came out and like well, well Bond needs to go into space it made a lot of money oh yeah the production dumb, had it didn't problems, make a lot of sense such no, a dumb movie but especially I love it. it's so yeah dumb. no it's pretty dumb and you have Jaws coming back and and being more um, of uh, comic relief than anything okay. else falling but, in love with that girl however though which you know I kind of like here's a good segue can we talk about our favorite recurring character. Oh, can we? Can is it we? time? I Do think it. it's time. Do oh it. my god! What? So, oh, you know. my my favorite Bond movie yes. is Live and Let Die. Yeah, cool. Um, I it is crazily racist. It's pretty racist. Um, I also made the mistake of googling how old he was and how old Jane Seymour was at the time last time we watched it, and no. I am very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. There was an entire Jane Seymour of life between. Yeah, she was like eighteen, and he was like forty-five. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was, yeah. yeah, but um, I I I love the design of it. I th- I think it's really cool to see James Bond in like Harlem and yeah. in New York and in like New Orleans. Yeah, um, the song is a fucking banger. Oh, it's a great. Have you really song. into that jazz funeral? I, I yeah I yeah, I, I cool. the jazz funeral thing at the beginning is one of my really favorite. Cool. Same cold opens in a, in a Bond movie. There is some ridiculous bullshit in it. Yeah, but by far my favorite part of that movie is uh, there's a boat chase mm-hmm. that goes on for like 10 minutes. Like, it's pretty it's long. long and involved. And it's through jumps. The, it's through the bayou. Bayous, yeah. And it's Bond alone in a, like a cigarette boat in chasing boat, after yeah. somebody else in a power boat. He's getting away, I think. He's getting away, He's getting yeah. away from the croc farm or the alligator farm. I, yeah, and, I don't um, think I know who's chasing who. It feels like it changes a little bit. Yeah, it does, yeah. Um, and they do all, they do all the boat gags of like, one crashes up on the land and goes through a through, wedding. Through a wedding, and, yeah, exactly. But because it's Bond alone and uh, this other guy he's chasing alone, there's not really any room for dialogue. Yeah. So they had to bring in a character who could <laughs> kind of narrate what was going on, and they went with Sheriff, Sheriff J.W. Pepper, Pepper. Uh, who's just like this big, Clifton James, dumb, uh, like Cajun sheriff yeah. who like stomps on his hat right out of and Looney is like Tunes. spitting yeah. shaw ever yeah he's basically Constantly. like Yosemite Sam yes and I like in that movie I find him legitimately like 
he's funny. Like he's yeah. funny. He's, he's very he's funny. Charming. It's it's a yes. it's a weird thing. It is. It's a weird that juxtaposition goes on with the, for a really long time for like the whole middle of the film. Oh yeah, yeah. And people and, loved him. Oh yeah, he, he was loved him. I, I can imagine. Especially in the age of like smoking the bandit and stuff yeah, like that, I can exactly. imagine. Exactly, that's a, yep. J.W. Pepper just like bringing the fucking house down. Yeah, but then they bring him back. Bring in him back the in next the next movie. one. And Man with a Golden Gun, which is actually one of my that that was critically panned. It did not really. Do, it, it didn't make as much money as Live and Let Die, but people didn't like it. You have Christopher Lee. I think it's the, the I think it's guy. the best like actual I love movie yeah. of it's Roger Moore's. The the structure is great. It's it's. Anyway, but yes, and he comes back because he's on vacation with his wife. Yeah, they're in like Thailand. They're in or Thailand, <laughs> and like he at one point he gets kicked into a river by an elephant. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's it's so fucking absurd, and like a completely different movie. Yeah, just kind of crashes in, and then he winds up teamed up with James with Bond. Bond. He's he wants to check out the. Uh, it's not a Trans Am. What is it? It's a some fancy car. Some fancy car that was just coming out, and Bond gets into it. With and, he's like, oh, give me a test drive, boy. And he's like, hang on. And you're just like, oh, my God. You? Yeah. And then and the they two crash them, out. Oh, my God. And then they do the, the, the famous uh, that, corkscrew the, Like stunt, the corkscrew over the, oh, my God. Which still kind of looks fake because it was it almost seems too slow. But it, they actually did it. Like, and it's amazing. The, the thing that baffles me about that, about that stunt is it basically they jump a river and the bridge is broken. So the car just does a corkscrew yeah, and lands on corkscrew. the other side. Yeah. And... They, it's a, it's an amazing stunt that's done yeah. all done practically. Yes, it's so cool. Yeah. And if they would have put like, you know, or something like that under it, it would have been neat. But instead, slide whistle. Boop. They're they're on it's the. It's so fucking dumb. It is a giant giant book that is expensive called the 007 Archives. Sure, a bunch of different authors and like there's the role, the the Playboy interview with Ian Fleming that was released uh, after he passed, but. Kind of talking about Bond and just just every just single what he really thinks. <laughs> he, he I yeah I mean just I mean Ian his... Fleming was never one to not say what he really thought. Yeah, <laughs> Pretty much. If, yeah, if no. you've never if you never heard on Super Ego or on James Bonding, Matt Gorley does an Ian Fleming character. That's where Ian oh. Fleming comes from. Yeah, okay. Ian right. Fleming. Ian Fleming, and he has it. a Terry uh, blue Terry cloth playsuit. Yep. Similar to in uh, <laughs> no uh, in Golden uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that onesie that he yeah. yeah. Yep. Romper. Excuse yeah. me. Yeah. Romper. Oh, it was referred to as a playsuit in the seventies. Which, granted, blue terry who could pull that suit. off? But Sean, Con- a young Sean Connery. He, <laughs> yeah, right. He looks great in it. I put that thing on. No. And even then, um, like young Sean Connery was still like when we when we say young Sean Connery, he, he was like he was 40s. in his forties, yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, it's because he's very old now. But in that giant book, it, the, even John Barry, the uh, the the guy that did the music, the um, the orchestra, he said he's like the slide whistle was kind of the start of, or it was one of the things that attributed to the more films being a little bit more sure. silly and passive. He, he even regrets it after the fact, and like Cubby fought him on it. I thought George Martin did the score for Live and Let Die. Oh no, that, that's the next one, right? I think it's the next, yeah. But yeah, you Because right. they have all the, but yeah, the slide whistle, he even regrets it. And and I forget it's in there until you see it and you just go, ah. But yeah, a little a little just yeah. classic, because that's a Bond moment. Yeah, it's any, so any cool. Any kind of crazy physical stunt or, or crazy vehicle thing and a lot of um, the like actiony set pieces in the the more era mm-hmm. have a lot of that like yeah i i find spy who loves me kind of dull all right 
but that opening uh, ski chase is great. Yeah. Like all of the all of the practice all of the f- actual on the mountains ski footage yeah. is dope. Yeah. But then it will occasionally cut to Roger Moore in front of a green screen in Pinewood. Yep. Yeah, just like yep. exaggeratedly like yeah. pumping along and yep. they'll like look yeah. over in the corner. Yep. And it's just yep. like, oh and dude, you're so bad at this. Was yeah. it in the documentary? Is that where it talks about the the that, Union Jack? Yeah. yeah. They 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 also told a story uh when they were talking about that movie where uh that that scene ends with uh, an amazing ski jump just off of a cliff. fucking cliff into yeah. what looks just like a void. Yeah, and he pulls his parachute, and it's a Union Jack, and it's like the Bond theme play. Maybe the there's best. There's a there's a play on that in um, Kingsman Two that I lost my fucking mind. Oh. I don't remember what it was. Yes, no, there is that. one of the guys Still jumps off, and he has an American flag parachute, and I lost it. Oh. Okay. I want to say that I, I've, I've definitely seen a picture of Peter Capaldi as Doctor Who in a Union Jack parachute. Yeah. I just don't know if I ever saw the episode. Yeah, that happened. Um, but anyway, so he jumps off. Yeah. They, Union they, Jack yeah. parachute comes And up. the parachute comes out, and they tell they tell the story about how they were doing a preview screening, like, for the, like, royal family. Yeah. Among other Prince people. Prince Charles was there, yeah. Yeah, Prince Charles was there, and that happens, and it gets a standing ovation. Yeah. In the theater. And it's like, it's the... That to me is the most James Bond thing yeah. that Roger Moore maybe ever did. Especially because, and also my favorite thing about that entire scene, including the Union Jack, is like James Bond, super spy, trying to go down a mountain, and he's wearing bright orange and a bright Union Jack thing because yeah. the yeah. camera needed to pick him up. He's but in reality, yellow. yellow and orange yeah. boots and. But hat, in reality, yeah. he would be shot in a second. Yeah, wearing all <laughs> yeah. white, but yeah, yeah, God, I'm, and I think I think. To me, that's that's kind of what I love about James Bond is is the very unique combination of big, crazy action, mm-hmm. just ridiculous bullshit, mm-hmm. and good tunes, basically. For the most part, for yeah. The mo- for the for most, the most part. part, there are some. Um, I I did try at one point because I, I it gets I, dodgy from the eighties onward up until about yeah. Skyfall. Yeah, no, I love Skyfall. Skyfall's um, an amazing song. I I will even go to bat for Sam Smith. Uh, yes, I that song is always two notes from turning into Skyfall, but I yeah. I like that song a lot. I, I and I'm the one guy. Maybe I I wanted it to be. I'm so nitpicky about my Bond stuff. Oh, totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I think I wanted I wanted a different arrangement. When sure. I heard it was Sam Smith, I got so excited. I was like, yeah, that's great. Um. But I, I still, I, I like the more I, I rewatched Spectre in preparation for this. I rewatched Spectre because I didn't love it. Sure. And then this last time I saw it, I went, okay, because I really didn't like how it ended. Okay. I also didn't like how how it ended with 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 Blofeld or how it ended with Bond yes. or just kind of in general. Yes. Um, in general. There, We're just gonna go ahead and say spoiler warning for twenty five movies. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. I mean, well, Spectre is the most recent, but. They did this. This weird thing happened, and I'm and maybe you guys can help me figure it out right now in this moment because uh, Craig comes in in 2006 and they go Bond begins. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna revamp the series. Yeah. Cool. Dino the Day was a little ridiculous. Still kind of a fun movie, but we had got we had started to return to that kind of Roger Moore like. All the gadgets, all the stuff, not much substance, right? We're, we're going to windsurf onto an iceberg? Sure. Exactly. Kite surfing. <laughs> even, even in the documentary, Brosnan is like... Brosnan's laughing at it. He's like, 
I show up on set and like, what are we doing today? All right, kite surfing today. Kite surfing today, Brazen. Right. Cool. Sure. Yeah. Um, But I, you know, watching again is still kind of a fun. Jinx is not a great character. I love Halle Berry, but that character is not. Yeah, they tried to redo the whole Honey Rider thing coming out of the water. Great, nailed it. But then later, like her one-liners to to Miranda Frost and everything, it's not great. Is is that the one with? Christmas Jones? No, that's no. the one before. That's, oh, okay. that's where Denise Richards in 1999 played a nuclear physicist. Ah! Because that was not That tracks. Jeez. And she was just, unfortunately... Christmas I'm, comes I'm, but once a year. No, I thought Christmas only came once a year. Something like terrible that. Terrible yeah. line. Um, all of it. Just terrible. So bad. Um, I have, But every, mo- every movie has its moments that I genuinely enjoy. Oh, but totally. with, the, with the Craig ones... They, you know, Casino Royale, he's brand new, he's great. Two hours and 45 minutes that, for me, blo- like, just passed by so quickly. Mm-hmm. Because one thing, it's kind of like Dark Knight for me. It's just one thing after the other. Yeah. It doesn't feel like a long film. I am along for the ride. Then Quam of Solace was an attempt at a direct sequel, which I don't really I think... very confusing. It's yeah. confusing for me because I think the editing in that is terrible. And the writer's yeah, strike. I, I the writer's loved, strike happened. I loved Casino Royale. And then I watched Quantum yeah. of Solace and I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening. A selling point at the time, I remember, was it's only an hour and a half long. And I went, that should never be a selling point. It's only point an for, hour and a half? Yeah. yeah. It's short it's and I have shortest, no idea what happens for most of it. It's the shortest Bond film. And, it and kind so of, much of it takes place in this like really boring ass like the desert apartment or complex the, in the yeah, desert. Like Mads like, Mickelson yeah. is there. No, that, that's no, Casino. that's Casino. So this is all part of it. That happens. And then the next movie, Skyfall, we start, which is the 50th anniversary of the entire film series. Mm -hmm. We start having these conversations with M and Bond and everybody being like, you know, uh, you're kind of you're kind of out of the game. You're kind of old now. And but with Daniel Craig, who two movies ago, we just said this Bond just got his double O license. Sure. Which I thought watching. And I love Skyfall. The story also makes no sense if you actually break down how silva got to where he is and him none getting hit with the bullet really do. none of it some of them yeah but most of them no but it's just like wait two minutes later now he's old and now he like can't he can't do his physical tests and he can't it just i was just like well what a second and then we get to specter and go hey all of these daniel craig movies are connected it's all blowfeld it's all specter which they did with the original Conneries, but they did it much more subtly. It's like uh, sure. from Russia with Love started, and there's Blofeld. It's the first time we see him. And it's like, well, Dr. No didn't work out. Are you ready to take him out? It's like, yeah, we have somebody that can take him out. None of that works, of course. And then uh, Goldfinger, either, there's, there's a slight mention. Yeah, he's not, not but really then, But then Thunderball comes back full force, and then we don't even see him until you only live twice, and it's Donald Pleasance. Is that the one where they kill him, and, like, and it's kind of a joke? No, they kill him. They kill Blofeld a couple times. They kill Blofeld and Diamonds Are Forever. That's the one I was thinking of. Which is kind of a great opening. Yeah. I love that opening because Lazenby came in, and he was in he was in uh, Iron Majesty's Secret Service, which is a great, the pacing is that's, rough. That's a that's a weird, but it's a movie. good movie. I think it Diana is weird. Rigg Diana Rigg is, is fantastic, incredible in it. <sighs> love her, but um, that ends with you know I mean he he gets married and and one of the best end. That's one of the things I love about that film. Yeah. Is the marriage, money penny at the marriage, which is just heartbreaking, and then the drive-by, Oof, yeah. and and that's that's Lazenby, who wasn't an actor, no, could probably be argued that he's still not, no, um, doing a really good job. And there's 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 interviews and stuff where he actually did cry on the first take, Jeez. and apparently it was beautiful, and they had to do it again. The director was like, James Bond doesn't cry, which shows you again the sign of the times and that sure. that idea of that character. 
seeing him with M, a dying M in his arms at the end of Skyfall, and he is crying. You're right there with him. Yeah. After years and years and years. And it's the Judy Dench M, who also oh, carried over. She's the best. Her. She's the best. Bernard Lee, amazing. Is the Cold War. Right. <laughs> lines like that. And her first scene for Dame Judy Dench to show up in GoldenEye and that whole first scene which is just like, I think you're a sexist, misogynist dinosaur, a relic of the Cold War, and just has this whole thing about just putting him in his fucking place. Oh, yeah, she rules. And he's, oh, you know, I it's bras, and he's just kind of like point taken. She's like, not quite. I'm not done. It's oh, I fucking so love her. And I, then, I, at the she, end of it, come back alive. It's yeah. so good. She she is the, I think, the definitive M. I agree. Like, as much I agree. as I love the wacky old British guys. Yeah, me too. And I think Which there's I, another superego for that. How British am I, Bond? Oh, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's another great superego sketch of, of okay. Bond and M. I'll play it for you once the show. Yeah, over. please. Uh, I Bond have to and hear it. M. Uh, M asking Bond how British he is. Yeah. I love that. That's um, amazing. All right. So we've also talked. There's some more things covering here, guys. We've yeah, talked no, about of course. every Bond except Lazenby. Yes. Anybody? Brandon, I know I, you love telling the story of how Lazenby ended up being Bond. Yeah, Lazenby, and he tells it in the documentary. Um, All of them. There's one on Hulu now called Becoming Bond, which is just, just about, about Lazenby. Him. I haven't watched that yet. It's but. fun. They they really yeah. take the reenactment scenes over the top. Oh, really? There, There's this wonderful actor. I don't know his name off the top of my head, but he's playing a young George. And they, oh, really? they show him as an auto mechanic and everything else and as a male model. And then huh. him working. To, but they really take the reenactment stuff. It almost becomes its own film. Weird. And it's a, you it's know. It's listed as documentary biography comedy. Yeah. Huh. Accurate. Very accurate. It's very funny. It's very endearing. And you also Jason see. Jason Maybom, Maybom, young thank you, George. And uh, you know, you definitely get in the documentary, the untold story, everything or nothing. You get this idea that Lazenby has just kind of always been a dick and kind of a bit of a misogynist and very much. Well, I could get any girl I wanted and blah blah blah, and I'm Australian. Huh. Blah. Well, I thought, and then you yeah, I just I found him very charming. Like, he's very charming, but I mean, he for me, most of the material that I've seen or the interviews I've seen, he's just bragging oh, sorry, about getting that's, all these that's women. That's baby George. Sure. Teenage George is Matthew Jostin. Matthew Jostin. There's, there should be like Josh a... Josh Lawson plays Lawson. George. Okay. There's three people that play George. Yeah, they, I mean, they, they do his whole life. Jeez. But then you have, you know, a now-aged George Lazenby talking about uh, deciding to go that do guy. the film and not do the film. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's very good. Josh Lawson. Um... And and he's very emotional at one point, and he's very related. When you just go, oh, dude, you didn't like he he didn't know what he was. He was young. He just he took to the superstardom oh. very early. I know him from House of Lies. He's one of the guys on House of Lies. There you go. That's why I was just like, why do I know him? Becoming Bond on Hulu. It's a Hulu original, so it shouldn't be going anywhere. I, I sure. recommend. It's just really fun. He, um, he's his, Australian. He's his, Australian. His whole like place in the Bond canon, I find very interesting too. Yeah, but his like. The story he tells about how he got the job was yeah. he basically like found out that they were looking for a new yep. James Bond and like put on a suit and just talked his way into Not only put on a suit, went to um the same tailor that Connery had. Oh, really? I forgot Went to about the that. same barber that Connery had. Really? And said, do it like James Bond. Showed up at the office with no appointment or anything. Ran past the secretary. Basically just charmed his way charmed up his to way up. Rockley. And then it was Harry. I, oh, I think so he went with Harry Saltzman. Saltzman. Uh and and just said, oh, I hear you're looking for the next James Bond. And just like, all right, well, wh- where have you acted? It's like, oh, I've done things in, you know, all these countries that you've never seen films Russia, from. Russia, uh, Yeah, all, which all lies. And then he has to meet the producer, I think, the next day. Uh, Peter. Uh, Peter Hunt? Something like that. Something like that. And he's like, I've never acted a day before in my life. And he's like, you just fooled Harry Saltzman. You're an actor. Yeah. Stick with me, kid. You'll be the next James Bond. 
and they put him through all this rigorous training. Can you can you swim? Can you ride a horse? Can you? He was the first actor to, you know, take it over. And I think people, yeah, there was a lot of can he even do that? Who can top Connery? Yeah. It's like it's like you said, he's a quintessential, and he is. He's just he's got that rough. I think when they were initially casting, he's like you know. Well, James Bond's got to be an American. He's he's this, you know, no no British gentleman is is also like a badass, you know, at the time. That, that idea was and not. And thus they went with a Scotsman. Yes, they went with a Scotsman. Fleming yeah. always cited. I want to say it was like Hoagie Carmichael. Hoagie Carmichael or somebody like that. He's not an attractive man in the books. Yeah, it's the danger and the espionage that really and like finding himself in these situations with these beautiful women that they just go, oh my god, oh you know, and that's why I kind of love Daniel Craig too because he's not. Stereotypically, I think Roger Moore yeah. is all person. that attractive. I mean, especially as he gets old, he's a weird looking dude. He is. Connery he, is Connery. Yeah. I mean, Connery's he's Connery. Connery. And he's a handsome dude, especially as he's younger. But I feel yeah. like Roger Moore is more just, I don't know, he's not like. He's so classically he's, handsome. He's, not, he's so like, effing like charming. Is. Yeah, he's, he's really not charming. so charming. He's really charming, and so it doesn't matter that he doesn't look like Connery. Yeah, and he's Same. not like a, he's not trying to be a sex symbol. No. Either. No, and, and he also, and again, he played up the British gentleman. As opposed to, you know, kicking ass. And they even talk about, in all these interviews, scenes of him trying to be more brusque and more Connery-like. And they just don't work because that's not what Roger wanted to play. Yeah, exactly. Um, never looked comfortable kissing a woman. Never looked comfortable right. fighting someone. And um, I just want Pierce Brosnan to just, like, hold me. Right. <laughs> it seems like that'd be very comforting. I'm waiting for, and I don't think it'll ever happen, but I thought, how interesting would it be if in the next Daniel Craig Bond film, uh, Timothy Dalton is the main villain? Or Pierce Brosnan is the main I've, villain. I've heard they would have talk to, of that. They would have to acknowledge it being a title. Uh, maybe. There, there was, you I, know, they would have to acknowledge it being a name and not a, maybe. a code name. I think it was Max Landis who had a pitch Fucking of Max Landis. Like, oh, God. Uh, <laughs> the, the Bond movie where it's... What a dick. We can't it, escape that guy, can we? He's such a dick. Sorry, go on. <laughs> well, it was... Uh, and I'm not even entirely sure this would work. But the, his pitch, and I think he he does it on like Nerdist or something, mm. was basically like, you have Daniel Craig, and you find out that uh, Roger Moore essentially has been kidnapped, mm. and that the people behind it are Brosnan and Lazenby. Ugh, that's, I, I would or, never. Or, like, I, or I, I think, or, or it's one. I don't remember. I don't remember who it was. That's but it was, that's a lot. That's too campy. Yeah. Interesting um, idea, but I would never be able to watch it because I would just be so distracted. Yeah, that's oh, totally. too campy. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's see. Also. Oh well. You asked us. You said favorite. Favorite Bonds we covered. Favorite Bond. We talked a lot about movies, but we didn't talk about a favorite, and we didn't talk about songs. And I know you have so many things you want to talk about the songs. Oh boy, do I ever. Um, the James Bond series has. I maybe ten really great theme songs, which is like a pretty good average. No, it's if, pretty if good. You look at the numbers for almost sixty years. That's you know, yeah. And that like <laughs> the the thing I the one I'm fascinated by. Tell me is one that didn't actually get used. Yeah. It's, it's it's your favorite one, Johnny Cash's song for Thunderball. I've never heard it. Yeah. Oh my it god! It appears that nobody asked for it. He just made one and sent Amazing. it to them. Amazing. Yeah, and it's it's basically just like and if somebody was like, "How does he know the plot of the movie? What? It, right. Where did this come from?" Yeah, it's it's just like Cash with a, it's like it's a sort of normal Johnny Cash we'll sound. Yeah, later. but then they, yeah, I need to hear that. But then they put Bond horns on it. Sure, I'll I'll, I'll slap a, good. I'll slap a clip in right now.
It's it's so, nothing about it makes sense. Yeah, but it also kind of works. Okay, like there's something that it's one of those like outside the box enough mm-hmm. choices mm-hmm. where like I don't think anyone would have thought like it's good enough that I'm shocked they didn't just steal it and use it for Never Say Never Again, which is just Thunderball again. Yeah, that's true. Glory. <sighs> um, I know. Real which quick, I know is not a real Bond guy. movie. No, I, well that's the other thing for our listeners at home and in the cars and wherever. Uh, Casino Royale from the 1960s, the spoof, and Never Say Never, Never Again, Again are not official. Are not movies. in the MGM Eon Productions nope. canon. United Artists, stop it. Though the theme which I know, which I are... I also know because I actually a couple years ago was on a game show nice. and we won. Uh, shout out to my partner JD, who I know occasionally listens to this. Uh, we were we we didn't know each other at the time, but we got paired up, and it was uh, it was geeks who drink, and you got paired up with like a. It was two of you and a celebrity, and we were, oh, we nice. were out with celebrity. You were with the, the, the little guy from Silicon Valley. Yeah, um, and I didn't know who he was, but it was <laughs> it was a fun game show or whatever, and then they, they got to the final category, and we were allowed to pick. Nice. And it was Game of Thrones characters or James Bond movies, and our guy was like, oh, Game of Thrones characters, Game of Thrones characters, and me and JD <laughs> were like, nah, no, we got James this. Bond. Especially because, ooh, sorry, oh, you're good. neither one of us had really seen Game of Thrones, but like right. that was the one everybody was expecting to be picked. Um, and we picked James Bond and they like paused, paused filming and came over and were like, hey, here's the rules. Never say never again. Doesn't count. If you say that, you're out. <laughs> um, I love it. Which was great. Um, and we did win. We won by knowing that our, our guy didn't know that many, but JD and I knew fucking all of them and we were on it and well we done. won. <laughs> well done. Yeah. And that's how we won a game show because we were behind too, but we won a game show nice, just by knowing all the James, James Bond, Bond movies. And that's why it we helps, have our man. TV. It yeah, helps. that is why I won that TV. That's oh, true. nice. Yeah. Well done, Ian. Yeah, it's all Ian Fleming. No, that's you guys. That's pretty freaking awesome. Um, yeah, no, I, I personally, um, there's, there's instances like Tomorrow Never Dies. Sure, Sheryl Crow, huge at the time. It was 1997. K.D. Lang did a song called Surrender, and it has Tomorrow Never Dies hey, in the lyrics. Mommy's all right. Daddy's all right. No. Tomorrow that's, will that's never not, die. That's, that's not it. Surrender. I mean, that's to blow fell. This is what I've chosen. No, I know. I this know. This is what I live with. Well, he chose you too. You just have dies. to let you just, you just have to ride it out sometimes. I love it. That's fine. I it, it's sometimes totally, you just have to ride out the bit. Love you too, babe. It plays during the credits, and it's very brassy and it's very old. And Katie Lang has this you know amazing voice, and I think it's a better song. Than Tomorrow Never Dies with Sheryl Crow, but then there's also instances like for Quantum of Solace, another day, to, uh, another way to die, or another day to die, or something. Was um, that that fucking Chris Cornell thing, or was that the Jack that's, White? That's and Alicia Keys? that was Jack White and Alicia Keys who took over for a very sick uh, Amy Winehouse. 
Because oh. Amy Winehouse was going to do it, and I got very excited. And I said, uh, she's not available. Yeah. She said she wouldn't go to rehab, but she she had to. Um, may she rest in peace. But yeah, and I and that song grates on my senses. <laughs> sure. The bass line, the, the actual beat. I found myself after rewatching, I was like, I was playing it in my head. I'm like, okay, that works. Yeah. But for some reason, both very talented artists, I think, they did not, especially when they're getting into the chorus, it's just cacophony. Yeah, I when love I, when Chris I think, Cornell. Yeah, when, when I mean, I, he also rests in peace. Jeez. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the a lot of the modern ones, I felt like they tried to really go with like what was big musically at the mm-hmm. time, yeah. and it it kind of didn't work. Except and Tina Turner. True. <laughs> See, and that's why I mean, and that's another thing where I guess this just comes from like the ones that I saw because I saw the early ones early. For me, you know, fucking Shirley Bassey is just like iconic. Oh yeah. Also, like Three her times. fucking. Uh, on the perf- uh, her performance mm. on the Grammys a few years ago, where like no, the she just or the Oscars, where she yeah. just came out and was like, "All right, Adele," and just like fucking dropped the mic at Adele at fucking mm-hmm. seventy whatever, blowing mm-hmm. on the roof yeah. off the place. Yeah. Oh, I was in love. She, fucking she ended rule. strong. I love her. <laughs> well, they brought her back, you know, two more times. She I did know. Goldfinger and, can... and Diamonds Are Forever, and then Moonraker. Well, and yeah. she she did one for, I want to say Quantum. Oh yeah, and used. that didn't get used. That's another one that really? didn't get used. She did Called one. I also no good about goodbye or something like it's that. It's very good. It's great. Um, and I also love her ability to fit nine syllables into the word Goldfinger. Yeah, <laughs> including a Y. <laughs> yeah, Goldfinger. Yeah, two Y's. Yeah, I fucking love her. She's uh yeah. I just want to go like watch seriously like somebody if you want like go Google her Oscar performance a couple years ago where she she literally just like fucking dropped the mic at Adele. It was so good. I I I feel like because Adele sang later. I think I don't remember if doesn't matter spiritually. Oh yeah, totally. Well, spiritually she fucking blew the roof off Adele. (laughs) Shirley Bassey gives me hope that Adele could come back and do. Another, I even heard a rumor that she would come back. That's for what the 25th, I heard. Yeah. What, which I would be totally fine with. But I mean, there's even interesting like "View to a Kill" is one of my favorite Bond songs. Duran, which one is, is it Duran, Duran Duran? Yeah, not one of my favorite movies. Sure, even with Christopher Walken and, and Grace Jones as the baddies in it. But like, because you have a 57 year old Roger Moore, <laughs> and it unfortunately shows at this point. Yeah, um, is it the one where he dresses up like a clown? No, that's Octopussy. Okay. <laughs> Which, if we have to talk about, I, uh, it's I, weird. I couldn't remember. I that love was a movie that movie, or his but like, show episode. it's not a good movie. <laughs> but I love that movie. Like, it's so dumb. It's very dumb. It has a cool opening with the little, the the little, um, the little plane that folds out of the back of the horse yeah. uh, trailer, and then he like flies through the thing and blows it up, and then he has to like gas it up immediately because it, you know, it's done after that one run, but. Yeah, Octopus, he was just a weird... He had, like, a submarine uh, crocodile. Like, he could go inside a crocodile, and then, like... So he could get close to, like, the compound and come back out. It's and That's the one that has the Tarzan yell in it. While oh, yeah. the, the Wilhelm? He's in the... No, it's not even the Wilhelm. It's a Tarzan oh, yell yeah. while, he's, while he's going... He's, he's like, he's swinging, swinging on vines, on vines. It's in the very jungle funny. away from Oof. Kamal Khan. And you just hear... You hear a canned, like, probably from the series of the... Yeah. Uh, and you just go... Uh, it's so ooh, no. stupid and That's I love worse, it so much. Worse than the slide whistle on the bridge. It's so stupid and I love it so much. I, I, th- I think, like, of the ones that were used, like discounting Johnny Cash, yeah. I think nobody does it better. Carly is my, Simon is my is, favorite. Like, it, it's up there for me, too. 
I just I love that as a song outside yeah. of it being a Bond song. I don't yeah. like the movie all that much, but like that is one of my favorite songs. It's a great period. song. Period. And I think that one in Live It Let Die, which also mm-hmm. I think ca- manages to capture a lot of the like Bond in a microcosm of uh, like yeah. Like most and of it is the cool. weird reggae section that his wife wrote. Exactly. Yeah. Like what does most it matter of it to you? is yeah. cool and like tense and whatever. And then there's this dumb reggae part in the middle. Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't work. That his wife but, wrote. Yeah, that Linda wrote yeah. that like doesn't work but also fucking slaps. Yeah. So, like, yeah. No, and that's another that's another one that I think they talk about in the documentary where he brought it in and you're like, Cool, who do you think is gonna sing it? And he was like, uh me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. George Martin brought it in, he's like, Who do you think's gonna they're like, Oh, we who do you think we're gonna sing? And he goes, uh Paul, Mac- Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. We'll be able to use it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their song. I've always meant um, to write Ringo's Bond song, Octopussy's Garden. Oh my god. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to this table. Yep. Um. <laughs> yeah. There's that. Uh, fuck. What else? I'm just trying to think of other stuff. There's now I'm games. just thinking of like. Well, garbage. I thought did a very good job. Personally, they yeah. Did, there's so uh, many that like enough. between the 80s and 90s, people just forget about. Yeah. Um, they're just. They're fine. Weird Al did one. Like, that was kind of strange, but, like... Die yeah. Another Day is a good club hit. <laughs> Die Another Day is a good club... That's when Madonna was really yeah. starting to do all of her club hits. And yeah. she's in the movie. She is, isn't she? She's mm-hmm. she's the fencing instructor. Yeah. God, that fucking movie... Which is very distracting. That's distracting. That fencing scene, that duel that they have, is really well shot. Oh, yeah. That part's really cool. Like, he dives over and the camera just... It's really well done. They just keep up... Like, they go up to broadswords at one point, and Brazen is fucking bringing it. Oh, yeah. And that fight court end is double, I'm sure. But... That that movie... That movie was the reason I didn't watch any of the old ones until later in life. Because, sure. like... I the, I think the first one I ever saw was Goldfinger because uh-huh. I or not Goldfinger uh Goldeneye, Goldeneye because I yeah. had the game oh yeah and all the like nine year old boys were just all about Goldeneye still are and <laughs> then the next couple uh, were less and less good but I was still mostly young enough to be like oh it's a new James Bond movie cool yeah um it's by the fact that like one of my favorite actors is the villain in one of them yeah uh, fucking Jonathan Price yes. Uh, basically playing like Rupert Murdoch. never dies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Elliot Carver. But like when you when I got around to die another day, I was like seventeen, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is the worst movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. All of these movies must be stupid movies for stupid people." Oh wow! So I just never fucked with them again until Casino came out, and I was like, "Oh, they're doing them like for grownups now." Yeah. And then I went back later in life i was like oh no these are actually pretty fucking dope well because that was also <laughs> casino was also um influenced by born born oh, totally. films were a big hit oh, at the time yeah. and that's why you have i think um, you know that that whole bathroom fight in the beginning is very it's a blunt instrument they go back to him just being this like yeah something you throw massive, at a problem yeah. yeah and then over the films they've made him a little a little skinnier a little bit more suave skyfall when they go into the komodo dragon pit and there's hmm. a little bit of humor there, you know, and everything he, like, else. Like, jump off it or something? He, he steps up on it and gets up. That, to me, is classic. Like, they're giving these these great classic Bond moments back in, which oh, yeah. with the new Daniel Crow, which I think is great. And the humor is a little bit more in there. He's finding a nice balance. Or like in Inspector, when he, in the opening scene, when he, like, falls through a roof and lands on a couch. And he just lands he and just, sort of goes, goes like. Oh, okay, that worked out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That like, opening shot, Inspector, is fantastic. Oh, man, that thing is. I have such a boner for really long takes and even yeah, though that does. one is even though that one is clearly composited it yeah it, it's i think it's like a couple different sections yeah. that were all long takes yeah 
Um, still is, but like it, it looks yeah. incredible. Yeah. Like S- Sam Mendes, I think is the best director that's ever made a Bond movie. Just kind of empirically. Well, Martin Campbell would be the other one. Oh, Martin me. Campbell. Yeah. Who did Goldeneye and Casino Royale. That's true. I, I, um, I think Mindy's is the one that like brought some art cred. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think yeah. that's maybe kind of why they're trying to get Danny Boyle too. Right. Well, they tried yeah. to do the Mark Forster. He's mainly like he did the kite runner. He's oh. he's mainly kind of an art housey kind of. Which ones did he do? He did Quantum of Solace, Quantum which is why the editing. I thought it was just so sure. weird. They're they're in a chase scene at one point. They kept cutting to the opera. They kept cutting to Tosca. Huh. While yeah. there's a gunfight going on, and I so I couldn't. That. I couldn't. Figure out who's what shooting happening. who? Who yeah. is he getting away? Is he he's get, like up in the up in like the rafters. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's you just, had no idea what was happening. It was, was very too, very sporadic and yeah, very weird. kind it was of too hard choppy. to follow. Um, also, the villain was was a good actor, but um, oh friggin' uh, what's his name is well, in it's that? David Harbor, isn't it? David, David, Har- David Harbor is yeah. in it as the as the corrupt CIA guy that Felix has to work with. Felix Leiter also a great oh, yeah who American yeah. It's who's modern Felix Jeffrey Wright. Gotcha. And killing it. And the friend casino, I'm like, you're a little old school spy. He's like, listen, friend, I'm bleeding chips. Let me help you out. I'll stake you. The brothers of Langley. You know, it was very like, yeah, like, you know, hey, this is an espionage movie. But you look at Felix throughout the years. Uh, License to Kill is solely revenge film for him getting literally thrown to the sharks by a drug kingpin. And Timothy Dalton being like, I'm going to go avenge my friend. And M's sure. like, you better not. You better not. He's like, he I'm gonna. I'm He's gonna. like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do He's it. Like, you better not. Watch me. And hence all the 80s cocaine-fueled violence. Benicio <laughs> sure. Del, young Benicio Del Toro looking God, so insane. It's supposed to old Benicio Del Toro. Looking insane. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. Just the whole phenomenon to me, in case you guys can't tell, is just I had near, yeah, near and dear to my heart. Because it's just such a... there's It's the longest-running film series of all time. And it's just amazing. How are we on time? We yeah. good? Yeah, That's we're what I was trying we to make. I was, talking, I was trying I to make, make a sure conclusive we statement right yeah. then. I was like, I could sense that. I just um, wanted to make sure we were good. I didn't just like the like... timer on a bomb in Fort Knox uh, no. counts down to 007. Well, the point is we, though, we've been talking about. We want everybody to go watch. Go watch this documentary right now. It's yeah. so do it good right now, guys. Stephen Very Riley. Good. It's like an hour forty. Uh, and they, then also they all interview everybody. Yeah, it's it's um. Know that some of the old ones very racist. Fucking to Russia with love, it's not uh, very racist. From, you only yeah. live from twice Russia with love. Sorry. Where he very, very racist. to become a Japanese. He yeah. goes undercover and marries. Yeah, to be. Yeah. It's 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 a lot. And it's like twenty five minutes of yeah. him learning to be Japanese. Yes. For a boat ride and a walk up some stairs. Yep. Yeah, it's it's very racist. That's there's a lot. like there's a lot of really bad bad um, prosthetics and makeup. Yeah. Just, so like yeah. just be take everything in the you like know in the historical context in the historical yes. context of when it was made know that they're fun and like i mean i'm I mean, assuming you're not listening to this if you've never seen a bond movie hopefully. but if you are then like fucking go watch a bond movie and if not like i don't know tweet at us and tell us what your favorite bond yeah. bond song and bond movie are yeah and they've been i won't the... tell you you're wrong i'll only tell brandon he's wrong <laughs> yeah. that's her job um mm-hmm. the, and know that the character has evolved i think very well um, especially in most recent installations. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I hope that Bond will keep going again. That, that's half the documentary. Oh, man, is this going to keep going? We don't yeah. know if we can do this. And Everybody's then they, talking about Idris Elba being the next Bond, which I would be on board with, but a lot dope. of people We haven't talked about be. that yet. I don't know yeah. if we have time, but we, no, we Idris have Elba dude, would kill it. we can do whatever we want. He would be good. He would be so good. He would be amazing. There was talk about um, Gillian Anderson 
she would also Gillian, kill Gillian, it. Gillian Anderson. She would kill it. But I would need her to be as ruthless. I would need her to treat the men that she runs into. Yeah. You know, as as disposable, you know. I think that first I would, off, I kind of don't one, I don't need a female Bond movie because I just had um Atomic, Atomic Blonde, Bond. which I fucking loved. Um You're the first person I've heard say love that movie. I loved her. I the wanted movie to see itself it real was bad. fine. I, but loved I loved Charlize. her. Um, I love the stunts. It was really it was I'm not saying there were parts of it that were not good, mm-hmm. but I think that it definitely, and there are parts of it that were much too long, mm-hmm. but it was fun and she was amazing to watch and yeah. like everybody and like the aesthetics of it were really cool. Like okay. there were enough really cool parts of it to excuse the parts of it that were just like, Ugh. yeah, right. like it's like, it's Charlie's Theron kicking ass being bi as fuck mm-hmm. and like with a really kick and synthesize yeah and there's like actually a pretty good twist at the end because i'd never read the book that i didn't know okay like it's it's there are definitely problems with it but like there's enough really cool stuff going on in it that it's worth at least the watch it's It's, fun and pulpy i'm I'm gonna check it out um but love all those elements so my and i'm you know the first person to be like fuck you you just don't like it because it's a woman you know but at the same time i'm not sure a woman bond works because I think that it changes the way the character operates in their job. Like that's my, that's my issue. I think a huge part of the quintessential bond and the way that he's able to move through the world and the things that he's able to do Mm. change when you make it a woman Mm -hmm. and, and it's not her fault. It's not her fault, but a woman is never going to be able to, you know, just walk and talk her way into a place as well as a man is going to be able to. Not yet. I know, but you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, and part of it is society, yeah. and part of it is like, and not that like I need that to be believable. I just think that it, I think that it changes the whole dynamic of what Bond does and how Bond does it when you make it a woman. Completely, yeah. the whole character, as I um, said, is I mired. Think, in again, that. I would watch the fuck out of a Gillian Anderson, like take no prisoners spy movie. I would watch that any day. Yeah, but I don't think that with all of the established character and history of Bond, making Bond a woman works. Yeah, no, I would, um, I would, I would, I'm a purist a bit. I would have to agree with you. So, um, they and also, like, it, it pains me to say, but like, I, I feel it from like a story standpoint. It doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. It, it is yeah. interesting to, again, see them over the years change with the class, with, with the world, whatever's going on. I mean, one of the reasons they, they left Brosnan after Die Another Day was 9 11. That comes yeah. up in the documentary. It's like, what do we do? We just can't keep, you know, we need to we need to kind of start over and start fresh. Yeah. And I love Brosnan again, but thank goodness they did. Yeah. And then there are also people too that one I think Idris Elba would kill it, and I think there's also then people making the same argument I'm making, but a woman saying, "Oh, it can't be a black man." But oh. I think that we have actually reached the point where it can be. Oh, absolutely. But I don't think we've reached the point where it can be a woman. I just don't. And I'm talking, and I'm I'm really talking story wise. I mean, yeah. and especially, and it also, and like as shitty as this sounds, like it also depends on the black man. Like Idris Elba, he's a man who carries himself. Just in general, he's a man who carries himself with like a lot of authority and with mm-hmm. a lot of gravity toss in a way that not that like you can ignore his skin color but it wouldn't be as much of a thing as if you were trying to put like a african-american caricature into it well it's probably because he's remembered the face of his father okay i'm ignoring you (laughs) um i don't i don't know and like and i understand that that like treads some toes into me like making like a lot of racial proclamations as a white woman, but I'm I'm trying to think of it from just like remember, a story. Just remember, Beth said it. No one else brought up. I know, Beth brought it up. but I'm just saying no, from like a it, casting and story standpoint, like the you have to have the right 
actor like it can't just it's, be if, if you're gonna have an african-american be bond like you're not gonna go fucking make kevin hart bond like it's just it doesn't work the same way actually he, he already, i would watch that he, he, he already, he already, he already did that in his last stand-up special his, yeah. his opening was him at a casino pretending to be james bond and it was silly yeah, um sure but it wasn't no i uh, for me whoever the next actor is and i believe we have one more with craig which is great so. because yeah, he was so. he seemed very burned out after spectre and didn't want to come back and it was kind of very much the end of that film is him driving off in the yeah. ass and with with her very like i'm out which he said so many times yeah. before um you can't leave bond we always uh yeah. need you to save the world try to get out and they um, put me back in every time for one last <laughs> score <laughs> one last score um uh, you just established Blofeld. You can't, and it's and it's Christoph Waltz, who yeah. also needs more screen time as Blofeld. Yeah. That was one yeah. of the problems with Spectre. They didn't have. He um, was good with what they gave him to do. Yes, but and his like his big speech at the at the end where he's like, "I am Blofeld." It doesn't. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense with Craig. It makes sense for the audience, but it doesn't make sense to for the character. Exactly. Yeah, the character's like, known. "I'm sorry, you're who?" Yes, who? that's what should have happened. He should have just been like. Like I give a damn. It should have been like the first time he asked, "Do you sure. want that shaken or stirred? Do I look like I give a damn?" And sh- he should have had the same reaction because that, yeah, that Craig doesn't know who Blofeld. That Bond yeah. doesn't yeah, know who he's Blofeld like, I don't is. Know what the fr- he's like, I've read your name somewhere in a file somewhere. Maybe who are you? Yeah, yeah. and the, and again, trying to connect all of those films together was such a thin for me. Yeah, Silva's part of it, and Vesper, and and uh, Lashif. Everyone, it's just like, yeah. come on, dude. And fat bastard. And fat bastard. Um, but anyways, but, whoever so the next person the is. The next person, is, for me, it's very simple. Just be a good Bond. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't care what color your skin is. Yeah. I don't care if you're Asian. I don't care if you're... If, 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 if Gillian Anderson is, is the person, or, or if em, uh, Emily Blunt... Oh yeah, as a that Brit would be, would be that'd be too. fucking great. So I don't. For me, I just want it to be a good. That film. would be a weird. Would, that would be weird though. It'd be that weird. would be weird to explain. I would. Weird, but you I know. would watch a movie of James Bond and Mary Poppins going on an adventure. There you yeah. go. Like, that would be fucking. I mean, dope. I would love Emily Trailer Blunt, looks but legit. that would be weird to explain. It'd be weird. No, and it, it would be. It would have to be Jane. Especially you know, after we just. Uh, especially after we just like connected all the movies, it'd be weird. No, to yeah, exactly. No, I agree. I think he has to be male. Um, but I think that is mainly because he is mired. His mythology is from, you know, uh, it's it's a male British Secret Service uh, agent. And and they've, they've done a lot of deconstruction of masculinity yes, in the last, in the yes, last few. Which I'm, I'm so happy. About. Again, you you can pinpoint in the film. And again, Dalton is very much a gentleman. Sure. He's not chasing tail in any of those movies. He, you know. More is just like, oh, you're here. Let's get into it, and and yeah, Connor. Oh, you're a person. Pretty, yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> exactly. But but you see it happen with the Brazen films, where it's like, oh, can't do that. Um, which I which I love, and I again, Craig is very. They're they're much more aware of it, and I think that's yeah. Again, what makes him more of a three dimensional character when before he was just kind of this. Uh, he's always going to win. Um, so it's kind of great to see him. A lot of the names that I had sort of heard bandied about didn't feel quite right. Mm-hmm. Like Idris Elba felt right. I would like to specify that when I was saying it'd be hard to explain, I was confusing Emily Blunt and Ava Green in my head. Continue. Oh, okay. I oh. was like, I know they're separate people because I'm in love with both of them, but in my head, they As became one person. No, yeah, moving Green, on. Yeah, <laughs> no, she, she, yeah. Um, um, but like the, the Tom like, Hiddleston came up at one point. That, that something uh, about that doesn't seem right. I know he's, he'd he's be, skinny. He'd be a better he's, M. Or a better bad guy. I love Ray Fiennes, by the way. Oh, Ray Fiennes is awesome. Perfect choice. And I like that, like, 
they're now kind of getting the whole gang involved. Yeah. Like, that was one of the things yes. I liked about the end of Spectre yes, is that yes, yes. M was involved and Q Very was much. involved and Very Money much. Penny was involved. Yeah. And it, it felt it almost felt like a Mission Impossible movie. Ooh, at speaking the end. speaking yeah. of Money Penny, can we talk about how really good that Money Penny comic is? The Money Penny comic's really good. I've yeah. heard that's great. I think, uh, really good. I think Jody writes it. I, I think also, so. Was it a series? I thought it was just a one-off. I think it was a one-off, but I think Jody Jody Hazard wrote it. She did, yeah. Okay. Money Penny's been an interesting uh, evolution throughout the films as well. Lois Maxwell played it forever, and she initially got cast to kind of help pay for some medical expenses for her husband, apparently. Oh, really? I think she knew Cubby or somebody, and she's like, hey, can I work on this? And they kept her all the way up to due to a kill i think through all the roger moores i could be wrong um but then they get the i can't think of the actress's name but they for living daylights with dalton they got this like super nerdy glasses very young yeah she, clearly enamored with him like she, oh my god hi james ha 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 she played it through view to a kill view then it was kill. caroline bliss caroline for bliss. living daylights and license to kill then samantha bond samantha bond Great for golden eye through die another day she and was she, pretty good she was a hard ass it's been naomi harris <laughs> she was also with them getting a new m they get a new money penny there's a whole scene where he's just like oh you look great you're dressed up she's like believe it or not i didn't dress up for you i have a date tonight with a gentleman you must know <laughs> And he's just like, oh, money, punny. What would I, you know, what would I ever do with that? Was that was was which one was the one where she's like, in a virtual reality headset? Die another day. Making out with Bond. Die another day. Die another day. Die another day. But yeah, uh, Naomi. It's a Naomi Harris comic. It's very good. Naomi Harris. It's very good. Is awesome. She's great. She's awesome. You kind of you start Skyfall. She fucking Naomi Harris it. for James Bond. She's yeah. She's great <laughs> yeah. in Skyfall. And I love that. You know, it's like oh, Money it makes sense that James she's. Bond. But she can also she can care. that you said the whole team works together. One of my favorite parts of Skyfall is M's kind of monologue talking about why MI6 is still important is that mm-hmm. they operate in the shadows. Mm-hmm. And it's this big great. The music is sweeping and Bond is literally running through the streets of London trying to get to her before she gets killed and then yeah. Silva shows up and and Money Penny's got a gun Mallory who we don't know is going to be the new M yet or you do cuz you figure it out you can do the math and then Bond shows up and hits the fire extinguishers and he like he literally points at Mallory you remember that moment and he just kind of and Mallory's just like and he just winks at him yeah, and then he just it's that moment of like I got you because this is my job this is what I always you know the whole movie Mallory's like I don't know he's not ready he can't come back in I don't trust him you shouldn't either blah blah and that moment in that court or in the in the hearing and then Money Penny's got to go, everyone's covering Judy Dench it's just so great that, that you see everyone just working together uh, my favorite moment in Spectre yeah. is when he's in the uh like the safe house with the the woman, I don't remember. Her, I don't remember the character's name. Yeah, but like she basically is like Mr. White's daughter. Yeah, and she's like, I'm going to sleep. Stay up and make sure no one murders me. Basically, right. and yeah. so he's he's sitting there. And passes out. Yeah. yeah, and he's sitting there with he's sitting there just like in a chair. Yeah, and um, a little mouse. The mouse comes, comes out. out of a hole and it just looks up at him and he takes his gun out and he it goes points it right at him. You're like, whoa, what? <laughs> he, points his, he points his gun at him and he goes, Who sent you? Who sent you? Yeah. And then like, he, I think he has a second line too, but it, it's... he does have a second line and it's funny. And then he scurries and that's how he finds out about the secret room. Exactly. Yeah. The mouse goes under the wall and he, it's, which is like real dumb, but also like, that's a, that's a really yeah. fun yeah. little moment. Very good. I will say Spectre has the most boring car chase out of any of the bomb. <laughs> Is it, is it no that slide one? whistle. Not enough slide no, whistle. No slide whistle. Is it uh, no. the one in Rome? He gets, yeah, he jumps out of the Spectre meeting. They're like, oh, you know, Mickey Mouse, we know who you are now. Sure. Then Hinks goes after him. Oh, yeah, where Drax is which running after Drax him. Is, yeah. yeah, Drax is running after him. Nothing goes over my head. 
My reflexes are too, Leia too good. Leia Slow as down, Doctor, blonde man. As Dr. Madeline Swan, a psychiatrist working as a private medical clinic, the daughter of Mr. White. Yeah. That is a yeah. name. Madeline Fantastic Swan. actress. Um, blue is Leia, the warmest color. Leia Seydoux. Seydoux. Yeah. yeah. And she, she did a good job. I just, you know, and having Jasper Christensen as Mr. White, he was also a through line from... Yep. Uh, casino all yeah. through that and he having was that good connected. in that one little scene that he had very good um, but yeah that, that chase it felt like okay we cleared out the streets of Rome at night there's nobody on the streets until he gets caught behind that one guy in the Fiat or whatever he was sure. in and he's in 006's car he's in somebody else's Something it's, a, like it's that, an yeah. Aston Martin type so like New York New York is playing on the radio nothing's working and Bond's like ah oh, come on it doesn't he like try to press a button to like shoot a thing and it and just it like plays Sinatra plays yeah. Yeah. yeah and and it's just very nothing happens in it. It's yeah. just them chasing. You think, oh, they didn't have the money to crash the cars or anything until they get down to the river, and then he has the flamethrower, and then he has the ejector seat. And you're like, okay, this feels like Bond, but nothing happens. Yeah. You know what? What would have helped that scene is a Cajun sheriff and there to. What to... the hell is all this? I'm in Rome for no reason. <laughs> yeah. What? what? Would, yeah, out of nowhere. Um, uh, if he's a secret agent, then I'm the Pope. Well, you're the Pope. Um, <laughs> he's a secret agent. On whose side? My dad I, loved him. He's I occasionally find character. myself just walking around going, on whose side? He's so good. Um, Shark's a Yankee. I will say <laughs> the uh, the train fight on Spectre is awesome. Yeah, when him and Batista he's got a, he's like, got the really white, get into it. The white dinner jacket that I think Connery had on and Goldfinger at the beginning. Like, it's just very classic Bond. And he just comes out of nowhere and just picks him up and starts trying to oh, kill yeah. him. And it's really well. And the, any, there's any Bond train fight. It's close quarters. Jaws was in there at one point trying to take him out. Either um, in or on a train. Yeah, on the train in Skyfall, exactly. Yeah. So good. It's just all, it's it's the quintessential cool. I have, I have one last thing. Oh, I don't have a last thing. I have another topic. Oh, really? Oh, shit. Yeah. Go well, ahead. we talked about it earlier. We said we were going to talk about Bond video games, and we that's, didn't. I was so afraid true. we'd run out of time, and that's I'm true. thrilled this to This can be as long it. as we want. We Our Epcot episode was like two hours. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I didn't know that. All right. <laughs> yeah. I hope uh, my car hasn't gotten to it. has. It will well, take care of it. So, uh, before we get into the games, <laughs> then, because this is a, a much smaller topic, yeah. I just need to enter into the record mm-hmm. that there was a theme park ride back in the 90s called James Bond License to Thrill. Oh wow. And it was it was at a lot of the Paramount parks. Mm-hmm. I was going to say was it at Carolina? It was at Carowinds, yeah, yeah which Carowinds. was which is our like Carolina Six Flags basically. Mm-hmm. And it's right um, in the, it's right on the state line, right? Yeah, 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 it's 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 called Carowinds because it's it's it straddles the border and it's something about the Carolina winds. Um, there's literally like the board, like the line goes through the park, and there's like a line. Okay. There used to be a, there between used to be a North Carolina coaster. and South Carolina. There used to be a roller coaster that like went over the border. Like that wow. was kind of like one of the, the things. thing. Yeah. Um, it was a great wooden coaster, but uh, rough as fuck. But of course, there was in the yeah. Paramount Action Theater, oh my God. which was the like D box style simulator theater, like, like Back to the Future. Exactly. Yeah. But like a whole theater. Oh, wow. It's like if you've ever been on like the Minions ride at, yeah. at yeah, Universal, yeah, yeah. it's that kind of thing yeah. where it's just like a whole route, like a yeah. simulator movie theater. Basically. Or Honey, I Shrunk the Audience. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, for a while, it was Days of Thunder. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then in the late 90s, they swapped it out to James Bond License to Thrill. And I watched the uh, – I tried to find some video of it yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, it's your, I think the conceit is that you're, oh, it's like you're on a training thing and your 3D glasses mm-hmm. are 
how you see what Bond sees. Oh my goodness. And it's someone doing a Bond voice that's halfway between <laughs> Brosnan and Roger Moore. Sure. And there's a pre-show with Judy Dench. Okay. Uh explaining the premise of the ride. Of course, like they do, yeah. And that like it seems like it's all in universe. Like she's giving this presentation about about how like you know, welcome to our newest training facility, which has mm. been disguised as a theme park amusement ride. Of course. And I was like, oh my God, how much did they have to pay Judy Dench <sighs> to do this? And like the ride is dumb and not right. good. But like it's just so funny to me that 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 even existed. Yeah. And like it's got all the like it hits all the you know, the jokes and it's like it's it's like just the most like here's everything about Bond you kind of remember. Right. And that, like, it was fucking huge when it opened. I believe it. Like, couple hour waits, at least. And I think they had them at a couple different parks. They had them, because Paramount had a theme park division in the 90s that I think most of those parks eventually got bought by Cedar Fair. Hmm. I'm going to stop talking about this because this isn't Podcast the Ride. No, it's, but uh, but that, I mean, that's, I love that. There's so many, um, the marketing and some like the yeah. toys. You can and find footage games. if you Google it. Yeah, I'm gonna look it up. We're gonna we're gonna, we I have a lot of things to watch. The, yeah, the pre-show for it at least is is on YouTube. All right, I need to see that. Yeah, because I remember like the pre-show for Back to the Future. You're in the line and like Doc is explaining. You know, oh, Christopher yeah. Lloyd is there dressed right, as Doc. Is. A licensed thrill opened on May 9th, 1998, with a joint premiere at Paramount's five North American amusement parks. Paramount's Great America, Paramount's King Dominion, Paramount's Carowinds, King's Island, and Canada's Wonderland in Toronto, Canada. Wow. And it was there for a while. Yeah. It was there for... It was opened in London in 99 and was opened in Sydney as well as in 99. Oh. Damn. Um, but yeah, that 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 is one of the places where my giant nerd interests overlap just a little bit i love that (laughs) um but so video games yeah um well we talked about goldeneye 007 that seems like it's the big so the james bond in the movie is credited in in the ride is credited as james bond unknown (laughs) nobody knows who's playing it amazing well we we know that judy dench was in it but other than that she was yeah i think q q has a very desmond llewellyn is in it as q and uh Laura Albert as Dr. Kelly Reeves and uh, Sonny Surowick as Gunther Thorne. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. All right. So obviously hmm. the iconic one. Yeah. yeah the, the, Goldeneye. I, I feel, yeah. Goldeneye. Goldeneye is, I think, kind of the... It feels like it's the one. It's definitely the one that like, I think every the multiplayer was sleepover heaven. All mm-hmm. the kids were playing it. That was the reason... I've even played that. I remember you found that out not that long. We, you were like, wait, you've played this? I was like, fuck yeah, I played this. I was alive in the 90s. <laughs> I still have yeah. it hooked up. It's hooked up in my bedroom. Oh, nice. With all my old systems. And it's that's the cartridge that's in there because I'm trying to get back and do double O and it's hard. Um, but it, <laughs> that is the... The first James Bond video game was called Shaken but Not Stirred. Oh, geez. Is it like Nintendo or is it no, Atari? No, it was released... Uh, in 1982, mm. by Richard Shepard Software for the ZX Spectrum in oh, the, the UK. ZX Spectrum. Okay. Wow, in the UK. You mean okay. the and then a year later, Parker Brothers released James Bond 007 for multiple consoles. Yeah, I don't. There, I mean, <laughs> Nintendo had games from 95 to 98. Yeah, and then it went to EA from 99 to 2005, which was a rough period. Activision, yeah. Activision from 2006 to 2013. 
and then that's it. <laughs> I, I don't entirely think... Telltale Games has expressed an interest in making a Bond game, and I would for sure play that. Oh, yeah. I'd also say that would be cool. There there have been, in my humble opinion, I haven't played... It's kind of like the, the pre-Disney Star Wars games uh, podcast you guys had. I was like, oh, I've heard of that one. I've never heard of that. Oh, yeah, I remember that one. Oh, yeah, I've, you know, I've... There's also a list of canceled games on here. Oh. Yeah, they tried a bunch. There's one for the Virtual Boy. Oh, it was wow. like a racing game. Um, but there there was a Tomorrow oh, Never yeah. Dies game, which was It was bad. a racing was, version yeah, of GoldenEye 007. It was going to be released the same year the for the Virtual, virtual Boy. Virtual Boy. I, I um, don't entirely think GoldenEye is a good game because it's a Bond game. I think it's a good game because it's a rare game. It was a rare game. It just happens the to company be a rare. Bond game. And, um, Ra- rare, if you don't know, made uh, the Donkey Kong Country series. Banjo-Kazooie. Banjo-Kazooie, which is like one of my favorite games. Great game. Banjo-Tooie, fuck that. Yeah, fuck Banjo-Tooie. Banjo-Tooie is a nightmare hellscape. Was, Banjo-Kazooie is a masterpiece. It was um, GoldenEye was also one of the first console first-person shooters that worked. Yeah. It was like that and Turok. Turok, Turok and Turok 2, Seeds of Evil. Oh, I forgot about Turok um, 2, Seeds of Evil. Which is a much more, like, it's a very different feel, but it's, I think it's still a really good game. Well, because Turok was involved. able to give you the, uh, you know, let you live the thrill of walking through some fog. Walking through some fog while a giant mantis boss tries to yep. eat your head. Um, in my experience, Everything or Nothing for the PS2 okay. is pretty good because it is, I don't think it's canon, but it's... um. It is a fully realized Bond story. Okay. Um, it has the Bond opening where you're, you're on a mission. With, and this is a PS2 graphics. They, they looked pretty good. But, sure. Um, it was Brosnan. It, they had Pierce Brosnan, his likeness, his voice, Judy Dench's M. Oh, really? Uh, at that point, I think they had John Cleese playing Q already. So I think this was like 99 or 2000. Sure. Or maybe actually early 2000s. And uh, Willem Dafoe was the Bond villain. Really? And I want to say he was either Drax from Moonraker's brother or no, he was Zorn's brother. Zorn from okay. Beauty of the Kill. He was he was Christopher Walken's brother or something. He had an accent, so is, I don't really know. Now remember. is that is he also playing his same character from Beyond Two Souls? No. <laughs> um, which I thought that that speaking of Bond movie that that game turns into a Bond movie. Oh really? It makes no I don't know if you ever played all of Beyond Two Souls. I, I never played any of Beyond Two Souls. Ellen Page is great, Willem Dafoe, the I, whole I cast love is Ellen great. Page. But it's cuz she has these psychic abilities in the game and then so they turn her into a secret agent and she has to go to like this embassy oh. in like Istanbul or I don't remember what country, but she can like kind of uh she has a I think it's Aiden, she has this like entity Sure. I think you find out as like her dead twin brother or something, but he can like Sounds she can right. kind of sit there and and have her nose bleed, kind of like Eleven. And Aiden kind of you can you control him, go out and do things oh. for her, look at things and do stuff. And so the government found out that she can do this, and Willem Dafoe is kind of like her handler. And then at the end, there's like this submarine level, like she has to go down on this mission on the submarine. It's very it turns into huh. a weird Bond movie. I, th- I think I think all of does. those David Cage Quantum Dream games are not fun to play. They're cool experiences and yeah. like stories, but I don't think they're particularly good games. Detroit's coming out soon, if it I, hasn't already. I, don't, uh, yeah, I, think that's, I think it's later this year. Yeah. Heavy Rain is one of my Heavy favorite Rain is things cool. ever. Uh, but that's that's the only one that I really... Jankiest walking system ever. Yeah. Like, it was 2008. It was around that we time. didn't yeah. need tank controls. Yeah. Yeah. But the, just the visual... I don't know. It, it's... But... Oh, it looks gorgeous, yeah. Everything or Nothing, I think, is a legit... Like, Heidi Klum was in it. Um... 
Uh, they brought Jaws back, Richard Keel, okay. his likeness, I think right before he passed. And that was coming um, off of his big return in Happy Gilmore. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to meet you in the parking lot after the match. Um, <laughs> Guns don't kill people. I do. I do. Love Richard Keel. Um, rest in peace. Uh, a lot of dead people on the podcast today. Uh, a lot yeah. of Bond. Uh, Louis Gilbert was a Bond director. He just passed. Clifton James said just passed. Every, I forgot Moore died recently. Moore passed away. His books also. Moore was a great writer. I read um, Lucky Old Bastard, I think is the name of his biography. It kind of talks about uh, working on The Saint and The Persuaders and, oh, and cool. Bond. But um, he also did a book, Bond on Bond, which I've is heard a of quick that, yeah. read. I have it if you ever want to borrow it. It's really fun quick read but more just his humor comes through in his writing he's just so charming so charming his bond doesn't feel all that different from him no and unicef ambassador like he put a lot of money into helping uh kids around the world it seemed seemed like a genuinely good dude yeah which i love didn't say it was okay to hit a woman if she's lippy oh my god yeah wow we we got to it it happened (laughs) i was like i wonder uh, we're gonna talk about sean connery saying it's okay to hit a woman and we did yeah Um, i mean because how can you no he's not a uh, bit of an asshole. Nobody's worked with him since League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. People just no. won't work with him anymore. He hasn't been anything since then. And what a film to go like out on. He just lives on an island. Yeah. Like in the Bahamas. Yeah, he does. Um, I mean, he ain't doing bad, I'm no, sure. Oh, yeah. But, sure. Uh, <laughs> Lifetime being a movie star. Uh, he, uh, so, uh, and then Bloodstone, which is a Daniel Craig. It was when Quantum of Solace happened, and they thought the series was over again. MGM went bankrupt. Yeah. All this other stuff, and then it's it's called Bloodstone, mm-hmm. okay. and it's Daniel Craig's likeness, his voice, Judy Dench is back, uh, Joss Stone, the singer, okay, is a Bond girl, and she did the title song. It has one of the best uh, stealth and cover mechanics I've ever seen in a game. Really, uh, you can come up kind of behind low cover behind a guy, and how he takes people out, it's just awesome. It's 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 PS3. Um, it's a really great. Oh, cool. Game set in that Quantum of Solace going into Skyfall era. And huh. um, it's also an original. It feels like a Bond film original story. So those are the ones I would recommend. Revisiting GoldenEye. Sure. And then Everything or Nothing. You can just watch all the cutscenes on YouTube, obviously, if you don't have PlayStation system and all that. But um, It seems like, bon- like Bond is one of those things that, for whatever reason, is hard to capture the essence of Very. in uninteractive which you think would be uh, Telltale would be a good yeah Telltale I yeah. think would do it. So the other thing when he said the guy platform. who owns Telltale was like, oh, I'd love to do it. His thing he was like, I want a Bond film. Where his complaint about Bond games is that he was like, uh, in Bond games, it turns Bond into a mass murderer. A little bit. That's his complaint about that's Bond true. games, and that's why bit. he wants to do one. Um, well, they, they actually redid Goldeneye. It also did, for but the it never PS3. got released. It got released. No, it did. Oh yeah, it was on the Wii. It was. On, I have it on PS3, and it's with Daniel Craig. And it's oh, first right. person. Yeah. And it's weird because you get to like the dam level at the beginning where he jumps off in the film. You're with another agent. I think it's with Trevelyan. You're with 006. Is it still Sean Bean? No. <laughs> or Sean Bean looking? Sean Bean. It, I don't think he's Sean Bean looking. But it's all first person and it just didn't work. I didn't get very far in it. Huh. I wasn't very good at it because I think because the original. All, uh, decent multiplayer though. Yeah. Interestingly I, enough. I think a lot, of, re- a lot of the. Re-one. A lot of the appeal of. Of Goldeneye is that multiplayer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like it, when it when it hit, I think whatever. Like I never played. I never played the first person. I didn't care. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. played multiplayer with yeah. people. I, I I feel like it was it was at a time where whatever at it, would have been the first really good mm-hmm. shooter on the N sixty four. Yeah, probably would have taken off. I think I think having the Bond license didn't 
hurt. No. But I think like it could have been it could have been Turok if Turok had a good multiplayer. It could yeah. have been yeah. some it could have just been like a perfect dark game or something like that. But yeah, like, well, a, lo- yeah. a lot of it was just the timing of Yeah, but it's still yeah. admitted, oh, but it's it still is still great. good yeah, and it's still, it's still very iconic. Good. Yeah. I'm still very bad at it. Yes. Um, yeah, the aiming is sometimes problematic. But even just I'm being problematic. Able to it's not watch it's not out the aiming. But laser. the C the C buttons aren't doing anybody any no, favors. No, they're not. No. You strafe though. It's good strafing. That's true. You aim and strafe out, come back. That's I'll true. One one of my favorite most, most multiplayer shooters that I play, I just try and find a place where I think nobody's gonna find me for a while and then and then just last as long as I can without anybody shooting at me. Because be as soon as I good. get shot at, I am immediately dead. You'd Golden be very Gun good Temple. at PUBG. Dude, I mean, even when I play Overwatch, I really just spend a lot of time spinning wildly trying to figure out who's shooting me, and then I die. Oh, I, pr- I, played <laughs> I die an average of, like, once a minute. <laughs> I, played, I played the new lady last night. Oh, She's pretty Moira? good. Uh, no, Bridget. Oh, yeah, I forgot there's even a newer one. Yeah, she went up uh, a couple days ago. Yeah, I haven't looked at her yet. I am, um, I am behind, as I said on my video games. I have yet to play Overwatch. I've watched others I'm, play it. Oh, I've great. watched him play it a lot. Yeah. I just keep forgetting that I only got a three-month P- PSN subscription. And then I was like, oh, because I probably won't play it that much. And then every three months I get a notice. It's like, you renewed it. And I was like, motherfucker, I forgot. Yeah, I think yep. it just went up to, it's a little more expensive now. But the, yeah. it's it's worth it. Just the two free it. games. I think I do it every year. I think I do it yearly. Yeah, same. It yeah, al- you it do always... it yearly. I do it by three months because I'm like, I'm not going to really play it. Because I don't. I can't remember the last time I played a video game. Oh, no, I do. It was uh, the week of our wedding. And I played most of that game. Oh, uh, fuck. What was that thing called? Um, it was by the people that made Bastion. It's like a, it's like an RPG sports game. Yeah. It's like half Mm. visual novel, half like almost like basketball game. Yeah. That's cool. Um, could just turn on the PS4 and look, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, I I played the majority of that the week we got married. (laughs) I thought I was going to say Celeste, but no, that's, no, that's that's what you're playing right now. (laughs) Anyway, it's unimportant. I will look it up. Continue. Um, but yeah, James Bond. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, I don't, I, not a good dude, but I a good gr- dude. <laughs> he's, I mean, he never. There's a somebody brought it up. He hates killing. He doesn't like to do it. No, he's, but you know, he never relishes in it. The the day that Bond enjoys killing someone in a movie, yeah, the character is in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Um, even when he's doing revenge or he's exacting revenge on people, there's still a modicum of. It is interesting. There, there are moments where, especially in the Brosnan ones that come to mind, where he very much falls in love with some of these. Like, Tomorrow Never Dies, Terry Hatcher shows up as Elliot's wife, Perry, Paris Carver. And she dies by Vincent Schiavelli, one of yeah. the best roles that he's ever done. It was so cool. He's just this you know assassin. He has this intimate moment with her dead body that, that Brosnan kind of did. He kind of nuzzled. His bond kind of nuzzled the dead women. You yeah. ever notice that? Yeah. Tomorrow weird. never dies. He comes over and he's just like gives her a little goodbye nuzzle. Then has this fun over the top remote control backseat car BMW <laughs> in the uh, which is one of my favorite things in any Bond movie. It's literally called Backseat Driver. The the song that I think Propeller Heads did. <laughs> um, but it's like the next scene. You have this big emotional thing where he just lost one of the big loves in his life from a previous adventure, and then in the next one he's laughing in the backseat as a you know his tires reinflate. <laughs> Um, and then in, you know, the world is not enough, but that's also like a very bond thing. Oh, to totally. It is in, in a bond it's very, movie. it's very, it's a very quick turnaround, but that, that's another thing that's great about Craig. It's like, he finds out that Vesper betrays him. And that last, you think the movie's over. And then there's another like 30 minutes yep. of like, we're in Venice and, and, and it's rough and it's rough. And, and, you know, it's just like, you know, I'll kill her. And he's just like, allow me. He's just like, oh, dude. And then she dies and his face, he's just like. 
completely bereft of and then you know he's on the phone with them and he's just like i saw your re- resignation and he's like yeah he's like we'll talk about that when you get back he's like anyway about vesper he's like whatever the bitch is dead and that's a line from the book yeah and um just that that emotion but then all of quantum is him finding you know solace a quantum of solace for vespers one of one of, one of my favorite jokes ever <laughs> was on a doug loves movies episode right around the time quantum came out a little yeah. bit before and they were talking about it and paul f tompkins goes how many quantums are in a gallon <laughs> paul f tompkins that, i love that, that dude yeah he's the best i love that dude um are there, is there anything else you would like to cover that we have have yet there i mean again almost 60 years now of, yeah. of 24 films yeah it's a lot i i would just i mean we said it earlier like if you're interested in checking them out it is fun to start at the beginning if it gets tiresome just you know, skip to one you think to, sounds more skip interesting to one you think sounds yeah. fun change um, change bonds if you get change tired. bonds but i because they're, they're not long. other than those two that they just fucking tried to force it they're not really like they're chronological but they're not yeah like, they're not really sequels they're there's a couple there's some great moments um in i think it, oh it's the spy who loved me mm-hmm. there's this great moment and it's one of the few times you saw roger moore really do his acting chops uh why well, he's a great actor but was uh there's someone that bring they, they start just listing his credentials it's like oh james bond 007 license to kill um, and he gets to, you know, was married once to a certain, and you see Roger Moore just go, you better shut the fuck up right now. It's amazing. It's one of my favorite oh, things. That's great. Just like, mm-hmm. you, you, you can stop right there. And I forget what exactly is, but you see more just go dark. And it's one of my favorite things. And they open, uh, for your eyes only with him, uh, visiting her grave. Tracy's grave. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that, uh, word association scene in Skyfall. Yeah. Um, Skyfall done. Him. <laughs> Bitch. 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 Day wasted. <laughs> <laughs> but then, yeah, seeing the graves of his parents and people bitch about the Home Alone uh, fight scene They're in wrong. his house. Thank you. They're I wrong. think you're the only person that it's has great. agreed with me on that. It's, it's Judy Dench and uh, fucking Brian Cox. No, it's uh, uh, Albert, Albert Finney. Finney. Albert Finney. Judy Dench and Albert Finney. I'm all. Just yeah. like doing home alone and it's so fucking Cause good what else are you gonna do if he has every advantage he says it he's like he's been a one step ahead of us this entire time we're literally gonna go to my home in scotland yeah set a bunch of booby traps with shotgun shells and nail bombs that m made i love that yeah. m just made these like cluster bombs you turn on the light and they just and and they use the the gadget gun which i love from yeah. goldfinger they had the old school db5 Aston martin with the guns it's just mm. oh yeah that that, that i i like that whole chunk i'm so glad because people bitched about him like i it's fine and he has to it's it's like hey you want to know more about his past this is how much we're going to give you and then we're literally going to wipe it off the face of the earth yeah it doesn't matter well well, also because skyfall was on a hell mouth too which made it a little more (laughs) complicated apparently uh, well, well, thank right. you so much for Thanks joining for us today. Me, guys. We're going to go listen to that Johnny Absolute, Cash Thunderball. Yes, if, we are. If Absolute people blast. wanted to find more of you on the internet. Or anywhere. Or anywhere. If you have any good plugs other than God of War is coming out. Outside I about to say, definitely. Well, here's the thing. Outside I've, of running into you in Mordor. I've, maybe. Uh, I, I have been lucky enough, fortunate enough lately to uh, be involved in some voiceover and motion capture for some upcoming video games. Most of which I cannot talk about. No. So I would sure. just say, if but it's you coming did out say God of War is coming out, soon. which I can talk yeah, about. Can I didn't talk. say what I did on it, no. although we did shoot it. I was the production assistant. We shot it. And there's a bunch of behind the scenes, great stuff. It's all um, made as one continuous shot. Oh, cool! It's like Birdman, but in Norse mythology. Cool. No, not at all. 
um, Dory. He the, believed the guy you. That on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, th- that's the most recent trailer I posted. So God of War, Spider-Man is going to be off the his hook. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. nuts. Um, and then there's some other stuff coming out. But yeah, that when a video just, game comes out, just like, I will, look for I Walt's name it. in the credits. I'm on Facebook. I'm on IMDb. Um, Spider-Man is being made by the team that did Sunset Overdrive. Yes. Which was like Insomniac. the best Spider-Man yeah, game. Yeah, I remember played. when that yeah. came out, you were like, this is my favorite Spider-Man <laughs> game I've it ever was, played. It was simultaneously my favorite Spider-Man game and my favorite Tony Hawk game. Yeah. You're right, right. Yeah, they're, yeah. And, and they're just, they're, they're a great company, amazing people, um, very talented uh, animators, writers, directors, and then mm-hmm. the, the cast is just phenomenal. What's that studio called again? Insomniac. Insomniac. Insomniac yeah. Games. And they also did Ratchet and Clank, which, oh, um, yeah. and they just released the new, with the movie. Uh, Rosario Dawson's in yeah. and a couple other people and the game was so much fun the, the yeah. new, game is, new it's on sale playing. actually right now yeah, in the PlayStation uh, spring sale yeah. well I think it's, it's a, I think it's so the PS fun. Pro well, exclusive for the month is it the plus it might be. I think it's the, the, pl- yeah, the plus for the month. get it it's yeah. especially if you're on plus member it's so much fun they're a great company there's um, a gun that turns characters into pixels which is fun yeah mm-hmm. gun that makes everyone just start dancing yes yeah it's yeah. just fun stuff like very fun kid appropriate that also adults enjoy and yeah, so Spider-Man's going to be amazing. Um, just look out for all the games, and maybe you'll see me or hear me <laughs> right now. All Fair right, enough. Brandon. Thank what you, guys. What's your plug? Yeah, um, as always, you can find me at Hell Yes Brandon on all of the things. Um, the next Gunslinger show at the pack is the second Wednesday of April. I don't know what the exact day is on that. but That it's... would be the 11th. Uh, yeah, it'll be uh, April the 11th, April 11th at the pack at 10.30, which means it's pay what you can. And okay. they're always the second people, so it's really at midnight. Well, no, sometimes we're first. Oh, sometimes we're, we were first last month. Okay. Um, and uh, You have a new team. You guys have yeah. a show tonight, but I don't know when your next show will be after that. Yeah, my, my new team, uh, Macho, which is uh, me and former guest of the show, uh, Jordan Kurtzman. And a she couple was other, on our Morrissey episode. A couple friends of ours. Yes, Miss episode, yeah. Um, which is uh, uh, just getting started, and we're all super excited. Nice. I'll definitely keep you guys posted on that, but you can follow us at Macho Comedy on all the stuff. Uh, I'm writing and directing for this team, which is super exciting because I, I've wanted to actually take on like a directing role yeah. for a sketch team for a good little while. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited to really get get rolling on that. We've got our our first show tonight. On the XX Factor at UCB Sunset tonight, as in when we're taping, not yeah. when this is coming yeah, out. Yeah, when this comes out, don't it, go it to will, UCB Sunset tonight. There, I happened. mean, there'll be something there, but it won't be them. Yeah, there, there'll be there'll be something at UCB Sunset, <laughs> undoubtedly. Um, but yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's kind of it. You can maybe catch me at the Mo Show at Red Rocks in July. God, just... you mentioned DMB earlier. I am finally for the first time ever seeing them on June first. Oh, in, really? In Pennsylvania, I'm oh. flying over. Where? Uh, Kristen's going to kill me. My friend Kristen I'm going with, she she gave me all the details, but it's outside of Pittsburgh somewhere. Okay. Whatever. You have it name. written down and you've got I have it written down. I didn't have to yeah. think about today, but I can't, I can't wait. I'm such a DMB fan. So I, I've never been a home. huge DMB fan, but I really like his no one's solo album. Yeah. Some Devil is really Some Devil is a great album. But the dude from Fish plays on like a majority of that record. Okay. Yeah. Is it Tim Reynolds? Uh, Train Station. I'm about to say. I didn't think Tim Reynolds was a member of Fish. Tim Reynolds is no. not a member. Are you of a Fish fan? I had no idea. Yeah, There's right. all these I'm not, elaborate. I'm not, f- I'm not familiar. Fish right. fanatic with right. PH. 
Ugh, he has posters all that. over his apartment, and they're really. Oh, we've gorgeous. talked about them okay. many times. All right, well, yeah. it's it's a through line. The, the, <laughs> the first episode is just him talking about fish. It's in the Nisode. It just I'm went, listen to got it. retweeted today. Where so, Jupiter ascending? That's, the next, gonna, that's next on my that's list. That's the other Nisode. That yeah. was mine. Yeah. We might we might be doing a, a full fish episode soonish. Nice. I might have a good guess for it. Oh, there you go. Um, well, I look forward to hearing that. Um, all right. So let me see. My play. You can still find me everywhere online at Girlodactyl. Um, I am currently <laughs> looking looking for work. I'm not with a company anymore, so uh, I don't know. Hit me up. But uh, right now, what is. I am working on is uh, I am just in the middle of my third tech week in a row. But uh, this one is for a production of Macbeth, uh, as told through a feminine lens. It opens next Friday from today. So it opens March 30th. And it runs through April 29th. Um, Woo. So yeah, I am. Uh, I'm the stage manager of that. So I will be at all the productions, uh, not just the understudy <laughs> ones. Uh, and that's at the McCadden Theater in Los Angeles. And it's running March 30th to April 29th. We just had a successful Kickstarter for it. I was about it. to ask if you so nice. We did. We made our Kickstarter. We had a successful Kickstarter. So there's Woo. some cool perks if you did back that. And also thank you if you backed that. And then uh, right after that, we roll right into Hollywood Fringe. Yeah. Which Die Hard is coming back for. And there's another TU production called Met Again, and uh, I'm so fucking happy yeah. to not be doing Fringe this year. Such you you were happy to not be doing. You haven't done Fringe in two years. I know, and you're still burned I'm out. Still, from so, it. I'm still stoked about it. Uh, <laughs> I'm still stoked about so, it. So yeah, I'm working Hollywood Fringe um, primarily at the Hobgoblin, I think. But nice. Congratulations okay. to both of you. I'm trying to it's think if awesome. there's anybody else who's been on my podcast, on my podcast, on our podcast, whatever. Our. I just, I'm trying to think, not in the show. There's like a lot of, a lot of our friends are involved in Macbeth, but not a lot of them have been on the show. Yeah. Yet. Yet. So that's that. Cool. Let me just say one more thing. Absolutely. Um, If you haven't already, check out James Bond. You might be into it. Yeah, you might be into it. We think you'd be into it. We think you'd be into it. That's what it is. I fucked it up. I think you'd be into it. (laughs) I I saw that. like, that should be the tag after everything. Check out Animaniacs. I think Uh, you'd be into it. I think you'd be into it. Um, Well, actually, though, in reality, like another thing. So there's the the documentary. And also they have, if you do want to like listen to more about James Bond and you haven't somehow, James Bonding is also very good. Yeah, James Bonding. It's It's another podcast. I'm, I'm joining it. It's, it's Matt Gorley from uh, Super Ego, who's one of my... Who we've mentioned several times Who's now. one of my comedy heroes. Awesome. That guy's a fucking genius improviser. And, Can't wait. Uh, and Matt Myra Matt from Myra. Nerdist and the Goldbergs and Hell all yeah. that stuff. And they just talk about... They like very seriously talk about James Bond. Like, yes, it's funny, but like, yeah. it's, it's, not, get, it's not an improv show. Like, they get... They get fucking granular. Like, subscribing right now. Like, yeah, they, like they, 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 they like will do whole three hour episodes just ranking the best like gadgets. Ooh. It's really, really intense. Yeah. Can't wait. <laughs> Walt is pumped. I'm literally, I'm on my phone. Looking All right. right now. Cool. Thank you guys. Thanks Thank for, you. Thanks for coming, thanks for coming out here. Till our rain. next meeting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Till our next meeting on 420 where we're going to get real high and yeah. watch a Shakespeare. There it is. Actually, I'm not allowed to be high in the booth, guys. No, yeah, you're working. <laughs> I know, I'm working. I have a lot of cues to run. Um, but yeah, th- thanks for joining us. This was a very shagadelic time. So much fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I hope you don't become a fembot. I won't. Um, I promise. Get in my belly. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> done and done. Here we go. Please stop. Um. So yeah, all that being said. Yeah, baby. Oh my God! Please, please end this. Please end this. Our, our national nightmare. Oh my God! He doesn't. He doesn't hit the stop button. He does a whole thing, and then he has to say podcast over. Podcast over. Podcast over. Podcast over. <laughs>